Hey there. Before we got started, we want to say a quick thank you to our host, Muse on Minis. For years now, Muse on Minis has been the industry leader in beautiful, high-quality tabletop accessories. From tokens to widgets to terrain and more across a wide variety of games, Muse on Minis has everything you could possibly need to complete your tabletop wargaming experience. Head to MuseOnStore.com to see what new innovations the fellas come up with next. That's MuseOnStore.com. Musing and amusing accessories for every gamer. Now on to the show. Welcome to episode 16 of Full Tilt. My name is Steven, and I play Scorn. My name is Jesse, and I play Grimkin. And I'm just, Nigel. Oh, wait, what? I can't, oh, no, I don't no, no, no. just jump in. You can jump, jump in. in. We can do it that way. Oh, okay. Jeez. Uh, I'm Nigel, and I play Kador. Isn't it Kador? Oh, yeah. I mean, it used to be, but now it's changed. I sold out. I had to sell out. <laughs> well... Uh, Nigel, for those of you who don't, or for the people who don't know, would you go ahead and introduce yourself? You're kind of a big deal. I literally did. I just said I'm Nigel and I play Kator. That's yeah, really. What do you do? If, if you don't know me, that's like that's all you really need to know. Well, you are the <laughs> owner operator of the greatest um, token business for this game. Use our minis. That's true. Uh, your tokens do not peel in four seconds. And, oh, that's true. Uh, that's I'm nice. sorry. We will have to cut that out, too, probably. Yeah. No, no, no. Good. I can mean anybody. That's, uh, that's fine. You didn't call anybody out. That's fine. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, your tokens are awesome. Um, What's well, more than that, right? We have a if big you... bumper in front of our show. That, <laughs> if you have listened to, You guys have always funny. been supportive. Oh, yeah. Thanks. We love you, buddy. Thanks. We long believe in the before pressure. you were podcasters, long before yep. you guys became famous. Oh, we're, okay, always... we're uh, 16 episodes in. Let's relax. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we've been buddies for a while. We played video games a lot of the times and stuff. So, yeah, we you did. Uh, we used to do Destiny. Yep, we did Destiny, and then you and I rocked the Red Dead together for no reason because we didn't do the online. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> and then uh, Dead by Daylight. And did yeah, you guys play fun. Monster Hunter with us? Or? Uh, yeah, I did. I yeah. mean, you and I played a lot together. Yeah. I don't know if Steve did or not. I couldn't get into that game. It was too much. Too much game for me. But that's fine. <laughs> That game was pretty fun. Yeah, that game was pretty fun. But yeah, if you uh, so if you were watching any of the games that were streamed War for Weekend, if you look at that uh, 2D terrain, most of that I believe is from uh, Nigel from Mizo Minis. So. Yeah, a, a good a good chunk of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, those houses yours too, or not? Is the what? The houses and this you know, on those on those tables. I'd have to see if it's the white steampunk one with like the sectional roof. Uh, yes, if it's uh, okay. other ones, they had a lot of they sourced from like a lot of stuff, so you know, okay. it's hard to say. Okay. I mean, um, they look cool, and I like how yeah. they did their tables. Like they did a, that's probably how we ought to do it. Just it, yeah. it makes the game more immersive, where you have the two D train on the table, and then you have the three D little bits on top of it, yeah. and like you know, you just pull that off eventually. But you know, like it is yeah, nice I think, to like, see. We make like a rubble, a two D rubble, like so. It's like. Lori and Stitz did like the 2D art. And I believe it's like a four by four house and a four by six house or something something along those lines. And then there's a rubble version of it, and then there's the thing you could put on top, and then we made the three D buildings that fit. So you oh, can yeah, literally have that. like Yeah, so like you can have it like be a oh. three stack on the table. So like it's a three dimensional thing, then you can take it off when you need to just be able to, to see past it or whatever, and then you could then remove it and turn it to rubble. If for some reason you're playing some sort of hyper immersive campaign game that allows you to destroy terrain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds sweet, though. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. the way the, the way of the future. The two and a half D because you need the the two D for the accuracy, but it, that mm-hmm. it looks cool with the 
drop some elements on top. Yeah. But anyway, you were at Warfare Weekend this past weekend. I was wondering if you wanted to roll. Yeah, the hype, the hype train is back. Everybody's everybody's like back. Like it's uh it's insane. And it was super cool seeing everybody again, all the old you know, the JVMs and the Chucks and the Tim Simpsons and sure. Top of One Timmy Simpson. One twenty one was that his name? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, JVM did commentary on that stream, and it was that great. was uh, very, very cool to listen to. So, yeah, you know, yeah, he's got a lot to a lot to add. It's just the way he thinks about the game. And like Jess, yeah. me and Jess were talking earlier today. He's just like that guy has played one faction since Mark One. Jesus Christ, <laughs> how do you do yeah. that? <laughs> he is leaving. So, just like you are, Kador. That's right. It's me. <laughs> In my heart, you are. Uh, uh, yeah, Jeremy Lee was there playing Crick skin. That's crazy. It's a lot oh, of yeah, I, I saw Jeremy Lee. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Crazy. A lot of those old guys come back. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So first things first, are we entering the second Golden Age? Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm, just... I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say yes. I I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> That's good. Now, if we can only get you, Chad, and uh, Josh, and Crump to podcast, then we'll be all good to go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want to just go over your your weekend a little bit, if you, there's anything you want to point out, talk about any sweet well, barbecue. I mean, you didn't play, you know, right? You, you just you just sold stuff and yeah. I, yeah, I, well. I played uh, some Magic: The Gathering. Um, oh, nice. I I basically you know caught up with some old friends. You know, I really said uh, the Minority Report guys, uh, David Booker and uh, uh, Zeke and uh, Terrence and. Uh, the Chuck and JVMs and stuff. Yeah, it's just it's, a, it's like a family reunion. Honestly, it was like really good atmosphere, a cool vibe. Um, a lot of new players too, so that was fun to see um, yeah, them making their mark. And then, how was the um, uh, brawl machine event? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I, I, you know, I will say I was impressed. I so, um, you know, I know that like. Brawl Machine's popular, and uh, people, and I just have never been that interested in it. But yeah. um, um, I was impressed at how excited people are about like seeing it in person, like the enthusiasm they have for list building. I think I had like multiple people shove their iPads in my face, be like, "Look at this Brawl Machine! What do you think?" I'm like, "I, dude, I literally okay. It's uh, it's one of everything. It's 25 points. That's a good job. You you have a le- <laughs> you have a legal Brawl Machine list. I like. I don't know." Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah. So, but you know, people were jazzed, and then uh, I thought that was cool. I was like, okay, no, so you know, at least it's like it, it's you know, power to them. Yeah, good, or good making on the a game. Guys are doing one good thing, right? What's that? Oh God, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. No, sorry, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just I I thought that the enthusiasm was cool. I don't know. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, Gonna roll with you, not me either. I don't like it either. Yeah, and I I might uh, give it a, a whirl and tr- you know try it out, but it's not like it um, it's fun to like. Uh, it's fun and it's a better way to get new players in. You know, think, here's, here's what I don't like about it. Uh, if yeah. I were to like, if I were to critique it as like a thing and give it a negative, is that um, it does a good job of like okay, so it's like one of the like one of the things I do in list building is I try to do. Uh, sort of creative innovation innovation i try to like counter what i'm seeing in the meta like really specifically like recipe like you know if you're playing magic uh and you see like it's these seven decks i'm going to try to like really focus on like the three that are like really problematic or do you know because the game is like 
such that you can do that. And so my lists tend to have, my lists tend to look like a like singleton format. Like I've never been a spam guy. Well, sorry, I should take that back. I have been spamming some Marauders and some yeah. Demand Thousands. <laughs> I was going to say, but, okay. uh, but t- typically my baseline design philosophy for most lists isn't to um, do that. Uh, yeah. I, you know, a lot of times I, f- I value, which is one of the reasons why Mark three has gotten so stale for me uh, was that like tier list, you know, it's very hard to take just one winter guard unit and one shock trooper unit and one, cause like that was my design, design philosophy. Yeah. So anyways, you're basically forcing everybody to do a list build. That's kind of my style is like, I don't think the, it's like the other extreme the other way. So yeah, yeah. that's the only yeah. thing I don't like about it is I, I, I enjoyed taking a list that didn't stack or min max in a specific way and had um, the ability to take more like a wider variety of customers. Uh, and then, and then just, uh, whatever deficiency I had, I could uh, get over it with practice and skill. And mm-hmm. then, you know, cause I think if you just take 10 Marauders, one of the fun things about 10 Marauders is if it's just, a, it's just a question. And if they can't answer it, then you just win. It's like a free, we're just, we're just wasting our time until I win. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of lists like that, uh, but I do like, too, yeah, but I do like to push a list that are varied and have like a little bit like 30% 30% boxes 30% um you know like high defense infantry and 30% range attacks or you know some like you sure. like if you break into these food groups and have a good variety so that way you can kind of you have these like all comer kind of lists i like yeah, that yeah. i like i like to and that fits that's kind of a very raw machine sort of philosophy um, but like i said i don't i like that Everybody else is enforcing that because I like to beat the the dingleberries that are doing the stupid min maxing net right. decking, you know, net listing. I don't even know if there's like a definitive like I, I'm sure there is, but I don't know if there's like a definitive brawl machine meta in air quotes, you know, like I don't think there is. Like, I think it's it's, it's like wild. It, it you know it is pretty wild westy because it's yeah. it's Which tough cool. to make like yeah. It, you know, get a name out of a head, pull a caster out of a hat, and build a list for it if it's not on the ban list, and yeah, you know, be cool. So yeah, but I think we're kind of there now too. Post update, like it just seems like the wild west. I mean, the, in the normal game, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, That's yeah, a, yeah. exactly. So you awesome. you know you can do brawl machine and you can socially engineer the game to kind of suit the way you wanted to see it, or you could just make it so that all of those varieties are more balanced, which the update kind of does. It kind of puts things. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, I mean, the, the Winter of Warfare Weekend was Vlad 2, which I think is pretty... I mean, that's widely accepted as the best Kator caster, but pair with Vlad 3, who I think is a really widely, cool Widely... Again. I think, so. I think that's true. I think <laughs> most, true. I think most <laughs> people would say that Vlad 2 is the strongest. I don't agree, but I think that's... I totally don't agree. Yeah. <sighs> that's well, so crazy. I, I, I think that's like a hipster... It's like a hipster pick. Well, um, well, what do you think? I mean, I don't know who the best is. Maybe God, if it's Vlad too, that's crazy. I mean, I would make an argument for Sorcerer One, Vlad One. I'd make an argument for yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I could see the the case for Vlad too, but it requires so much. But uh, here's what, I what guess, did Chris Davies say in our episode, Steve? I think it's because like uh, because Vlad Two has like answer like does everything for everything. You know, yeah. kind of like a Rusk does. Yeah, well, but the, just a little the, better. The thing with Vlad is that the, the Doom Reaver list is also really strong right now, and he plays he he pilots it the best probably. So I think that's 
part of it too. Like he just it just clicks. You know, he's the peanut butter and the do reavers of the jelly, and they make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. That kills Elvis. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'm not sure. No, I, I I used to enjoy. So here's the uh, uh, another case I'd make against Vlad being the best, or I'd say he's the best if you just want to be good at the like. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I I think his skill ceiling is uh really high. Low. I think his skill floor is really really low. Yes, I, so, agree. I would agree. So like um, but I used to like you know one of the uh, people who like know me uh, Strakoff one is like my passion project. Yeah, or, you know he's he, he's just I'm a total Strakoff stand, and I like to beat things that are like. You know he's great because you can just throw him in a legion and it's like a free a free Chasm. roll. Yeah, uh, so it's just hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, and, but um, and sometimes even like Menoth, you know. But what's really great is throwing him in the Lich too. It's like that's the funnest thing ever is to beat a Lich two player in Mark Tube. Let like that type of list where you're they're like, what is happening? You know, like none of your you, they don't <laughs> care about they don't care about your occultation. They don't courage. care about you, the, yeah. your, they don't care about your immunities. You know, you should be a dead man walking because you're basically just an idiot who wants to like get crappy troops. But like, you can threaten. You start playing like uh, overrun, unconventional. You know, you're going in and threshing with beast of nine and like overrunning backwards. You know, so like, yeah. All of a sudden, the bane thralls aren't getting the free jack, and then and then he's wondering what the hell's happening. You know, like, there's so much fun play where you just go. You can, you know, so you can take um uh kind of a bad caster and then just be really well practiced and like manipulate the game which also i really like um you know like getting uh value out of like battering ram is like the best feeling in the world oh, you know yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so he like has he, does he lost that spell didn't he get my ipad out like yeah winning a game because you push somebody out with battering ram is like oh man uh yeah no, it's, it's, like, it's also uh, like when you real when you remember that you have bulldoze on some of your models and it's just like, oh big oh, time hell yeah and you got that plus four inch feet just like get out of the zone yeah get, <laughs> so. get it, getting back into it i see these like the new the new kids arguing about lists you know and i have to like kind of chill out like because i'm <laughs> the old and they're like arguing over like what's the best jack is it uh is it uh, you know torch? Is it torch or whatever? And I'm like, I'm like, they're you know, uh, it's like it's you know the sprickens on the on the table. They're like they just universally panic because it's mat six, but it's only but it's mat eight on the charge. That's great. Uh, it's got bulldoze. It's got the armor, whatever twenty one. You know, on the front side, seventeen points, my friend. That's a lot. Well, it is, but bulldoze. Is, yeah, he he's it. You know. There's a lot of lists that, as a Strakoff player, you know, if they're behind a wall and you really need to be able to, like, charge... You, like, if they're behind a wall, it can be a problem for most even, like, even Jacks with Reach because, you know, they, they're getting the free two defense. But with Bulldoze, you just slam into them and you're pushing them two inches away. You know, you'll, like, pull... You'll pull shot him in such a way that you can run lateral parallel with him and then he gets away from the wall and you're on the other side of the wall with him. Like, it just allows you to do placement Crazy shenanigans. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah people but, aren't uh, prepared for. Roller has ram on its hammer. It's Who? effectively the same thing. The griller. <laughs> well, yeah, but the griller can't reach over the wall, or like not as no, effectively. That's true, actually. Yeah, and then so. if, he does, if he does, he hits it, and knocks him down, pushes him away, and then he's like stuck at the wall. He's like, oh damn. Uh, <laughs> red attack guns go. The new, uh, what do you think about the <laughs> yeah. new uh, 
Well, no, the Devastator has bulldoze also. Yeah, yeah, oh, bulldoze, yeah. bulldoze things are cool, but like the Spriggan's kind of a, uh, you know, an, an alpha Chad. You know, like he's he's a guy that you shouldn't discount. Well, also, sure. fl- Flair's different because um, he's got yeah. Flair. I don't know if that's better than the old rules or not, but what changed what was the old I, rule? Well, the old rule is he he could just put two AOEs down, and oh. so and, and just anything under them didn't have stealth. So the thing oh, he just dropped the high plate. Yeah, he just like little three uh, inch templates. Yeah, um, and sucks. so and it was a ten inch range. Uh, so it, it but he it made him janky because you didn't know. Like if you did that, if you're paying 17 points or previously 19 points to just right. just do that, um, so that always was a huge feels bad. So now he's got flare on his attacks and he's got dual attacks, so he can like do crazy stuff where he like charges, kills a model, and then shoots two flares. Like if he hits two models with his little frag grenades, um, they're flared for the rest of the army. So like it gives him a bit more of a high end um, potential. I don't. Yeah. Know. I have, I'd have to play it, like, cause, it, but, cause it also just the way Mark Three works, you just couldn't afford. Like the Spriggan as a thing that walked around and lit up stuff was like, there's just no, you couldn't pay for that, especially when the adjunct exists and then it just completely made it pointless. Yeah. Right. So true. like, and I have the true set objective also, so you can't like. Yeah. 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 But I think if, as I was looking through Kato Jacks, that's the one that stuck out to me too, and maybe that is like a, a holdover from Mark Two. It's like, man, the Spriggan was all over the place. It was just because the stupid targeting flares, but now, with dual attack and stuff, it seems pretty useful. You have so many weird uh, applications you can uh, up, well, apply it to, I guess. It just seems really mm-hmm. uh, versatile. That's what I like. And my yeah. beasts, too. But, uh, sure. I think that was always your greatest strength, is your, your list building, like you were talking about earlier, where you're just like, thinking outside the box. Um, yep. That's what... Uh, and my, my favorite thing to do in the game is I... I I want to get my opponent to ask me to see my cards. If I've done that, I win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, totally. It feels good. Yeah, it feels so good. That's why I play a lot of Mordekar, because nobody gives a shit about the guy. And uh, his those Void Spirits are coming, buddy. And they are fucked. And nobody 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 thinks about them at all. But they're insane. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to get them hope. nerfed. I hope, I hope so. Yeah. I wish they should have been nerfed. I mean, they should have been nerfed. At the, well, yeah. Uh, Did you hear how Jason Watt lost the Invitational? No, I didn't. Uh, Thagrosh won. Uh, He was playing Lucas. Oh, cool. Thagrosh won Mutagenesis Advances. Oh, my God. (laughs) Feats a Spriggan. Or Feats it, not a Spriggan. A uh, uh, Slaughterhouse Beast. Uh, Scythian. Scythian. And it uh, feeds it back and it charges Lucas and kills him. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Mutagenesis. What a yep. beast. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, man, I forgot. I for- did not think you could uh, attack on the turn you brought that thing back. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, very brutal. Yeah. But, oh, well. Yeah, well. Anyway. Anyway, uh, Kidder. Back to the oh, update. No, it, yeah, that was, it, that was a cool, a super cool game. Also, I was watching that stream, and I looked away for like two seconds to deal with the customer, and I got back, and I was like, what the hell happened? Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and everybody the was, was sweet, like, though. It was fun yeah, the stream was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I also was, a lot of new faces on the stream, like kind of yeah. operating, uh, doing the, the the commentary, which was great. Yeah, to see yeah, a lot of sure. new uh, takes and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, things were. I was totally tempted to like hop in the Discord and do my own commentary, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <'cause, laughs> you know, I guess it could have been kind of fun. Um, did, did anybody know the guy's name who won? Conan 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 Jen- Jenkins or Jennings? Uh, congratulations, yeah. buddy. Sorry, I didn't say that. 
You did. You did. Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Won. yeah. Won. And with with Kador, yeah. the best faction currently exactly. running, and then uh, yeah, suck it, Richie. Not 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 for Richie, <laughs> but yeah, ask for me, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, um. He had some. I don't know. I they they. I was. I I thought the lists were cool. I uh, I was not. Well, I mean, I guess you have Vlad two, right? And then yeah. um, what, what was the other list? Vlad three. I don't know what. Yeah, what Vlad three. The actual list was, but I know I, it was Vlad anybody because he's another hand of fate guy, right? So he's yeah, got yeah. like everybody. I, I, yeah. So anybody with hand of fate, honestly, is like it's one of those spells. It's borderline. Yeah, like you're, you're automatically good if you have that. If you have that spell. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. But yeah, yep, so yep. You, you, you do not think Vlad Two is the strongest. So we are tangented off there real, real quick. So who you were? I think you were starting to say who you thought are the best kid or caster. Um, well, I just I think um, like Vlad One signs with Porn's whole army. You know, if yeah. you can just keep them protected, is I would think mathematically the overall should skew in your favor. Yeah, like I think it's pretty tough to just beat that on that alone, because um, you know he's he's popping like half a feet every turn, which should, just kind of adds up to huge value. I don't know, but I I do love value play guys. I love like you know old Eresk one. There's so many things like the game's so different. I just had to dust off stuff, but um, yeah. Malakov obviously I think he enters the conversation a smidge. Oh big time! Um, oh big time! That new spell's sweet. Oh man! Yeah, 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 and just uh, especially like. Troops changing. There's just say yeah, I didn't even really think about how gross he is just because of um, throat cutter with like oh, yeah. Yeah, demo like... core or slash uh, demo core or oh. um, uh, bomb bombardiers bombardiers. A because it's like they their shooting comes alive a little bit, but sure, um, sure. but really the crit shreds. If you if you can oh, get crit man. shreds with backstab, <laughs> you're just you're <laughs> taking it to the bank. So oh, that's crazy. that unit could just get a little bit lucky with him and just uh, probably tear down. I mean, but that's kind of meme because I guess, you know, anything you could combo like battle lust on almost anything in, in a cater, like battle lust on Democore, <laughs> battle lust on great bears. That'll also just blow up a colossal or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I don't know. So but it, it's cool. still sweet. Yeah, yeah exactly. That seems super sweet. I think he's just like, he's a caster that was like, I don't know, pretty widely panned. I think he was. Was he one of the ones you were experimenting? With the always, uh, yeah. I've always been. I've always been big on him uh, with the Marauder Span. I, I like just trying to get like value out of his feet. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Kador has like so many casters that are like just like, little value value I don't casters. Think they have a bad caster, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're all like good, but they're like yeah. they're value casters. Like they don't have ones that are just like. A Kruger to, I mean, oh, yeah. I guess Sorcia one. It's Sorcia one fits in this, like, yes, that she's sort of, I'm trying yeah, to win yeah. the game on my feature. But, like, yeah, it, a lot of them are just like, you just be good at the game. They'll do cool stuff for your troops. And, like, there's like a reciprocation loop that has to happen, um, which I like. I That's just a huge yeah. part of the appeal to, the, to me. And I've always, like, uh, you know, I played so many years of, like, Eresk one, and he's just so boring and basic. And I loved it. It was just like, yeah. yeah. Plus two to hit and four plus tough, you know, on yeah. my feet turn oh, and man. just battle us, just battle us alone, which is when you game. Oh some. man, in hospital ground and stuff. No, so, in hospital ground would make people like the meltiest I of think people. That spell could be sneaky good currently, you know, like yeah, nobody sees it coming, but it's, yeah, 
I just don't like. There's not. Much, I mean, there is Pathfinder. I, I on think a lot, Pathfinder but. is one of those things that people. You, you'd have to be pretty inexperienced or like just borderline irresponsible to like not no, have it know. considered. Yeah, yeah. Because you you just have. There's just no way you're going I to. I mean, some of those groups, regardless, right now do not have any Pathfinder. None of the groups don't have Pathfinder. Have, don't list. they have like battle engines and colossals and stuff? They do, but like the, the popular lists are currently are a lot of the troopers, the medium based troopers, and they do not have Pathfinder. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. get wrecked. You're fine. You're like, you yeah. Know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? You know, yeah, that's an it. interesting thing. At Eresk 1, one of the things that puts him out is uh, things like the Victor. Oh, especially yeah. now with like Malakov, because you can have your Victor shoot twice. If you take two Victors, they shoot. You know, four, four times. times. Yeah, that's all. That's a lot of terrain. You know, you basically get like in hospital ground by accident. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and the rush too is just way better. So yeah, you know. yeah. But, so uh, we did a we do a, um we call it the worn down breakdown. We've done it a few times now, where we just take a caster and break them down, kind of like a, the old school chain tech was back in the day. And we uh-huh. wanted to set a bench line, like what caster we considered the bench, and that's who we picked was a risk one. He's the a benchmark bread and butter great caster or not Ooh. great caster but just good if you're as good or better than Erisk, you can definitely win in a tournament so yeah and i well, think I mean, that holds true but. I, I agree with that but yeah no but i don't i, I seriously think that kato's casters are just uh, who do you think their your worst caster is yeah is, is there uh, one? is it a flat is it a salt is it strike off two Sorcia two yeah, like strike off two maybe um Sorcia two i think is good Last hand is so sweet. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I just don't like him. I think he's just like a sort of a jid, just a pile of garbage. I don't know. I just don't like him. Yeah, um, no, it's, a, it's a it's an odd kit. I think Butcher Two is sneaky good. Yeah, yeah Butcher Two is always great. He's he's yeah, yeah. I, I mean, gen- I would genuinely play basically all of them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you're the sweet unit that you used to get so much shit for from Keith. Uh, are fucking legit now. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know about I don't know for the nuts, but I am very excited about them. Like, yeah, that all... what's that? They're pretty good. Just uh, having the ambush and then the extra backstab is pretty sweet. So yeah, yeah, and then you, yeah, I just that's the thing is like, uh, yeah, there's going to be some interesting lists. Yeah. I, I'll be interested to see people take them. Like, so in the old days, I used to play Vlad two with them. Mm-hmm. They could be bonkers with him because, and and I used to do these really dumb manufactured plays, even with Irusk, where he would kind of he he would be like eighteen inches in from the side. So I would play Irusk kind of like in the in on like one of the thirds of the table, and the yeah. idea is that I'm going to sneak charge or move him to the edge where he's going to have barely like his range for battle lust so when the cossites come in they're just it's just an absolute fucking freaking house like where they like um and um there's just like hilarious but but uh vlad too you know feeding on like six cossites um that's gonna be strong if they actually get the backstab and then because he's feeding on them they get like 12 inch charges or whatever so then they have three inches three inches in then a base was like four inches in charging 12 so it's like 16 inch threat well, they sh- should have access to back arcs if they're playing it right yeah yeah um yeah and then they're gonna be matt 
whatever, you know, Matt seven, eight plus, you know, boost attack and damage. I mean, it's going to be gross. And then they're <laughs> <gonna> be crazy. <laughs> yep. Four yeah. die, four die damage and never seen one stable. It's going to be amazing to see. Yeah. I, they, they are hilariously epic about coming up short all the time. I mean, it's like oh. just the worst, but like, backstab on just their guns like that's the other thing too i didn't even yeah i totally the fact that they can like walk because that's i think they're like pow eight or something in their melee attacks so I you know, have to like really so like but you can their guns are 10 so if they get boosted pow tens that's actually going to kill a lot yeah. of casters it'll, yeah it'll it's, do some work so. yeah especially if they're frozen to the ground yeah, yeah exactly like you you know sorsha is going to be interested in those guys and oh, yeah. uh there's just Oh man, there's like this is so much tech out there. The Malakov Jaws of Wolf list. There's the Sorsha three or yeah, Sorsha three in Jaws. Sorsha three in she's sort of exciting and everything. Just the trying to abuse special issue with like list. Dude, that I think that rule is so sweet. Yeah, I really hope I hope they make a lot more casters with that. Like you know, or give it to certain you know. Oh, certain I would casters. love I would love casters to have like special issue. Yeah, be cool. Uh, just you yeah. Know. Well, it's just hers. Hers is so uh, interesting because it's so wide. It's just all man of war, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Crix has it with Agathea, and it's Bane Knights, which creates a lot of interesting lists uh, already. But it's just Bane Knights, but you can put them with like your your Satixis and stuff, and then you start to see, like you know, it's not the same as a Mark II Crix list, but you can get somewhere close, looking looks wise on the table. But yeah, we'll never get back to what that was. That's sad. No, poor Venus. (laughs) No, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I'll get back a little bit back, back to a Kador. So, what are you most excited to try? Is that Malakov everything all the butt surprise butt sex list? Or, yeah, yeah, the Malakov front butt list, and then um, <laughs> the Sorsha. I'm going to play Sorsha and Jaws with like a unit of Man of War, the Demacore. It'll be like four Marauders, two Ragers, a full, full Demacore with that. Uh, uh, a whatever the two man unit, the Etronarch, whatever his name is, and then Drugadovich is the oh, boss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I've got, yeah, yeah. And then there's the two Colden solos, and then two units of mechanics. I just love also the mechanic part is oh, it's just gonna be sweet. And then <laughs> the the thing with Sorsha, like so, you know, you play Harkovich in that list, and he's great. Um, without the what, like, if he could go all jacks, any, but he's like sort of there's like a double down on. Pathfinder, so it's like for her, such a great payoff. It's like, oh yes, because oh. um, yeah, all your jacks have Pathfinder. They all have flank with basically half the army. Crazy it's good, pretty Jesus. cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Uh, man, I'm pretty jealous of Kador. So like a year ago, I bought a big a lot of Cricks, and I was like, man, I should just wait for Kador. But I bought Cricks instead, and now I'm really kicking myself. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, I'd, I'd kick myself too. <laughs> that's a good time. Have you played him? He likes to turn polish, though. So, like, he just. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah that's this, he's just like, well, I'm playing the worst faction in the game. That's why I'm a bad yeah, player. Exactly. So. That's why, like, when, when I bought in the game, I, I bought Scorn for no. I mean, I didn't know anything about the game. But then when I learned yeah. that it was the worst faction, I was like, yes! <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. And those factions are cool because if you can be loyal, they, like, have their time in the sun, you know? Like, they do. They, 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 yeah. off. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah, and then yep. when it does, it's so sweet. The only thing that's annoying about it is all the Johnny Come Lately's will start joining your faction. It's really yep. annoying. Yep. 
the uh, yeah, trailers. Like, get of out the of here, Brent Simon, you tool. You like. Brent Simon, Brett Fogel, the, you know, yeah. all those guys. The, the, Pretty much the uh, Lion Side people, whatever yeah, fractions they just happen the the there. The Lion Side Yeah, all those guys, they, they're just power gamers. So. Which is fine. Yeah. That's fine. They, they exist in every game. Yeah, yeah no, everyone does Whatever. that. But, they got to be yeah. kind of not power gamers too on the back end because they wouldn't have done like that's like I think I mean if I were to look at the brawl machine rules, I think it looks like that's like the whole point is to not limit the power gaming. Yeah, I guess that's true, huh? Yeah, that's fair, huh? I guess I just I'm just an idiot. So yeah, everybody is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's I I like power gamers because then I that allows me to like again do the road list and, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. very easy to attack. For and sure, man. it's nice. You have a lot of fun doing that. Oh, that's all I want to do. Like, I don't care about the conventional wisdom and scorn. I don't want to play Zal too. He's so fucking boring. I just want to play garbage. I want to play Jalam with two full units of Arcuari because <laughs> they yeah. get, they have weapon master gunshots and then you got. He's got dead eye, so you can hit him and then drag people in, and then he got another weapon master attack. Fuck, it's awesome. That's gonna <laughs> be dope. <laughs> you can put Molokarn on him, and then he's got Warpath for Molokarn. You can make him stealth. Man, yeah. people are stupid. Jalam is sweet. Scorn's the best. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. Well, we might as well go into the dojo because you already just rattled off a list. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. That that was my uh, that's my dojo list. <laughs> But I'm gonna I'll, I'll finish it up. We were talking about it the other day, but uh, oh shoot, what did I call this thing? Oh yeah, all right, Primus Jalam. So I don't know if you know much about him. He has Warpath and Deadeye, and then he has a spell that gives a model unit Pathfinder and Prowl. So that's pretty much his okay. his, his shtick. And then his feet, uh, if you attack something in his control range, you get minus one attack die. So the defense of those Arcuari is abysmal. It's eleven. But if you get one less die, even a mat eight will miss sometimes, you know, half the chance mm-hmm. to miss. So it's him with Marketh, because you can upkeep Alex. He's resourceful, so doesn't need to upkeep anything. But you can cast Deadeye. You have Molokarn for Scavenger's Blessing, so you have a stealth Molokarn with Warpath. Seems sweet. A Cannoneer. A Gladiator, two Soul Wards. Uh, the new Makeda Zero with an Agonizer, because uh, she has her spell Celerity, and a lot of stuff takes that spell very well. Uh, you know, Vakuari goes to speed 8. It makes their gun threat range... Oh, speed 7, sorry. It makes a gun threat range 15 inches and defense 12, which is a little better. A Willbreaker, two Tower Commanders, two full unit Vakuari, a unit of Keltari, which are the Blade Shield guys. That's your chaff unit. And a unit of Beast Handlers. So, you... The plan is to jam out with Keltari. They start with Solari to become speed 9. And uh, defense... 16 against guns, and they have two attacks apiece. With parry, they walk all over the place. And then you just feet when your opponent's going to kill Yarkivari. And they drag things to the death. And that's it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I have to, like, I'd have to see it. I'm building have to a dust. war room as we speak, so I can know oh, what sorry. it does, because I don't know. <laughs> well, basically, okay. Yeah, so the, the, the plan is, Jalem himself is pretty potent. So he has prey. He's rat 7, and uh, range 12, pow 10, a range of fire uh-huh. 2 gun. So he just kind of, he's going to pick off solos as you advance up on one of the extollers as I was going to kind of babysit him. So even if they're stealth or incorporeal, he can pop them off. And he'll Ooh. trigger your Warpath moves uh, the easiest. So you get your Molokarn with Warpath and Rush. He goes, uh, what's it? Speed 6, Warpath 9, Rush 2, 11, and then charge 14, 16 inches. 
So you okay. got six-inch threading Molokarn, Power 16 Weapon Master guy, and then he still has Fate Walker, uh, so we can you can do that too, where you can charge in and then uh, Fate Walker out and Warpath back an additional three inches, so he's eight yeah. inches away from what he re-killed, which is pretty handy. Um, him on the feet is really hard to kill with that. If you hit me, I can force you to re-roll the attack roll, and you have one less die. It can be pretty brutal. So he does quite a bit. The, the, the real star of the show is that Molokarn with uh, Warpath and uh, Stealth, which is pretty fantastic. And Jalam himself also has Vanish, which is that spell you can teleport three inches. So he can really go up, pop two things, teleport to safety. Uh, there's a lot of yo-yoing effectively that goes on in the list. And then he just yeah. protects everything with the feet. Uh, you have some guns to pepper things uh, on the approach. And then you send Molkarn in the big thing and hopefully walk away scot-free. Hmm. What else is your battle group? It's Karn, uh, Cannonier, Gladiator. And then I take Makeda Zero with an Agonizer. So. What? No, uh... No Kraya? No. No Kraya. No Arcadon either. Nope. No Arcadons. That was a different different version. And a different uh, theme. We take a bunch of Arcadons. But, cool. I don't know. This one I really want. only the, uh, Agonizer on her? It's only got two Fury. It's weird. Uh, Does yeah. she have that roll too, or she could just fills up full? No, but it's just, it's the cheapest beast. And he's got his animus is really useful. Oh, all she's going to do is upkeep clarity on the whole game anyway. And he's going to upkeep celerity and, and maybe charge in and do something, but really not that much. I mean, she's just there for the, she's a power level mm-hmm. weapon master too. So in the end game, she can get some stuff done, but she's not really a, a focus piece. It's just to speed up the jam unit and let everything else get into position. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Why not play three more points for uh, Korea? Uh, I could get two more points for a Korea. Yeah, I could get the wheelbreaker and do that, but I like the utility of the wheelbreaker. Right. I don't well, know. The, the units were two Akurari legends, and what's what else? Uh, two Felines of Akurari, Keltari, Min yep. Beast Handlers, and then two Free Tower Commanders. No legends. No legends. No. Oh. I know they are sweet. So sweet. They are the coolest. Sometimes I still find myself building with uh, character restrictions in mind. So I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't waste the legends in here. They, they need to go in Mordekar. But that doesn't exist anymore. So whatever. <laughs> might, as well, might as well put them in here. But anyway, that's the list. I haven't tried it yet. I really want to catch some games. So I actually mm-hmm. think it has, has potential to be pretty good. Yeah, I'll actually, uh, you know, for all the entire time of COVID, you guys were like, get on a uh, war table. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> and uh uh but yeah i should have to dust it off and uh get in there with you guys let's do it yeah and then that way we can do our dojo versus dojo how that shakes out all right then. That, who's, who's... like it's way easier to play a game if you have shit going on like you and your kid or whatever or, yeah you know I got an yeah. emergency. Well, we'll be back in an hour. So yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. I gotta so. work in the laser mines. So yeah, I gotta like you know, pop the laser and the laser mines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Who's who wants to go next? We all we all can agree so far it's the best list we've ever heard today. Yep, that's yeah. correct. Easy. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, you wanna go? Uh, you can go, buddy. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. I've got uh, so I've got a list pair. I'm painting. Okay. Um, but one that we were talking about, like, uh, I think, 
Richie in our one of our chats was like, we were talking about Ocean's 18. Like, uh-huh. does it work? And he had like the Archon, Archon one. Yeah. But I had that one that was like in Jaws. Because like, yeah. so in my opinion, one of the powers of the old one was that you had um, the Widowmaker boat. And right. you would basically, whether it was a jack or a problematic beast, you would like take knock out a spirit and then freeze it. Yeah. Um, this list gives you the if you go in Jaws, you can play it. You can make an in tier list that is very close. It's like I think it's pretty solid. It's like um, you take Malvin the paint artist, and then you take uh, the princess, <laughs> and then you take uh, Des and Gubbins, whatever. And then um, those are some solos you get to take in a tier. I think that's neat that you can like sneak them all into a tier yeah, list. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. And then um, that, that, that Dolores chick is nuts. Oh man! Yeah, because on the feature, she's going to kill a unit. It's going to be oh, awesome. Dude, she just she she all, yeah, yeah, she yeah. minifeats and just blows the world up. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. But then you got the Widowmaker boat plus the Widowmaker marksman plus you get Old Grim plus you get uh, so Old Grim's a great interior uh, replacement for Kel Belloc since you don't get to have so him anymore. Good. And yeah. also, you could take Kel Belloc if you wanted to swap out that cute little like package i threw in there that that cute little package is almost like my ode to like uh dan and Blythe or whatever like just like a stupid oh yeah yeah you know uh whatever but um you got the behemoth in there you've got yourself like a rager and then you've got um you take the yuri the hunter and then you take uh the 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 ua they're the solo the kayazi solo and then you take like two units of eliminators just for the heck of it. And then you take, um, so you end up with just like this crazy, like MSU solo spam. I mean, I think I ended up like 21 entries or something. Nice. Um, we're trying to think of the other solos. I, I kind of miss not having Gorman, but Gorman is so great that list. But I think that's where Malvin, the pain artist is kind of trying to do is a similar, a job. Are you getting him like, and the chicken there? They're allowed. If you, if you take Des and yeah. Gorman, you get, you get, uh, there's a gobber, so you can take Malvin. And Dez's Ordix, so you can take Dolores. Oh in the book. my god, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah. So you get these like cool extra solos, and uh, Dez and Gubbin aren't that great, but Del- Dolores and Malvin the Pain Artist yeah, are interesting. Sixteen pounds of Pal fourteen, bro. I mean, yeah, they're they're probably fine, uh, but like you know, they're no, they're not Kel Belloc or <laughs> they're not no, no, actually. Jesus, Kel Belloc. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but that list will give you a lot of hitting power to take out a, a, a spirit and leave it frozen and then uh, do some shenanigans like that. Um, I think it's probably pretty sweet. Also, the adjunct with Behemoth is pretty good. That's a great yeah. problem solver. And then just the Behemoth being ripped. He's like totally shredded Chad now. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Man, is he just going to blow up stuff? And oh, then, my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can't. Cator's so crazy good. right now because it's like, I I don't even want to talk about that list anymore because I'm just thinking about Butcher Two and giving the Behemoth three Rage tokens with three Focus, and then he's <laughs> yeah, just going, exactly. he's just going ham, he's just going John Ham all over everybody. Uh, he's going to destroy the world. I think uh, Butcher Two, like, look out for that guy. So I'm, I've got to play. So like again, I'm playing Sorcerer Two or Sorcerer Three and Malakoff. That's like my first two. I want to play them out and see how I like them. But yeah, uh, Butcher 2 on the docket. Uh, Sorcerer 1 with that stupid Oceans list on the docket. 
Uh, I don't even know. I've I, I've got too short of an attention span to maybe even focus on one list for this. So, <laughs> I'm trying to build this list as you're talking about it, and I have 21 points left. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, because it's like what did I? Um, I took two two min units of cosites in okay. this. That's that's the disgusting. That's actually the hyper. I think the cosites in that list is the actual like what makes it um you not miss Alton Ashley and kill Balak. Uh, oh. Jeez, they're gonna co- they're gonna come in on stationary targets with backstab and shoot the big crap out of it. How's and it then, been? oh my god, they're gonna do some stuff. And then, um, you got your eliminators. I you might even have a min unit of Kayazi with just the UA just for the gigs. You know, like I I mean, there's the list gives you so much stuff, which is one of the problems with Oceans is it did have a little bit of board presence issue. Like it was a uh, it was evasive, but it wasn't resilient. So like. Yeah, it was hard to get, you know. get blown up. Yeah, yeah. There was like, I, I, I remember even at uh, warfare. I think we, somebody was talking about that type of list, and, and they're like, "I oh, just AOE it to death." And like, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, what are you, you know, do you realize how much table there is? Like, you're gonna hit one thing at a time. Like, it's an AOE, and then an AOE. You're like winning the lottery every time you miss the AOE, and you're gonna miss half of it, cause half of it's stealth, and like, um, the. But yeah, you're not like AP. I think people just fantasize that AOEs just always hit two or three models. It's like, no, that's not, that's yeah, not how that works. That's what I was uh, trying to process through, like with that the blast damage change to blast resistance, you know, the blast immunity mm-hmm. change. Yep. Some people are losing their mind. I actually don't. I think it's just a good change overall because it brings some interactivity to some. I, I think it's a good and bad change. And I don't think it's worth melting about. It's yeah. just a change. Where it's bad is we're playing in a timed environment competitively. I think it's horrible to have to roll POW 5 blast damage rolls against garbage. Oh. You know, that's like armor 22 or whatever. It's like, sure. you know, if, if if you need like 11s and 12s to do anything, it would be cool to just skip the roll. But it's going to really eat a lot of clock. Um, things that were just immune, like old iron flesh or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, did Iron Flesh change to this new like yeah, just plus four? Yeah, yeah, that's so. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, so in the old days, it would save your opponents, but now it's it, it actually is an improvement on Iron Flesh because if you Iron Flesh something like Iron Fang Pikemen, they're and they're and they're not in Shield Wall. Let's just say they're not in Shield Wall for some reason, and they're armor fourteen, so they're going up to like eighteen and they're taking blast damage. It's like they're probably not gonna. Yeah, they're effectively immune. Right, right. You're forcing your opponent to eat a lot of clock making rolls he doesn't want to make. Yeah. Um, and like, the- uh, you know, I I think they're, you know, as <laughs> when they're making these like quality of life improvements, they should actually make sure it's a quality of life improvement as opposed to. But. I don't mind the change. I think some people, some people are like losing their mind, but I think it's, we'll see how uh, consequential it, it is based it on doesn't, how much- it's It's not a downgrade for anything that gave no. you blast immunity. It's like, right. it, it, it's functionally not. It's like, yeah, so if people really like look at it objectively, it's it's just again, it's more just a tedious like time waster in a time yeah. environment where you're trying to actually clean the game up, not make it more comp- like yeah. messier. I think it'll it'll. Uh, I mean, it depends on how much high explosive comes into the game. That if there's a lot of high explosive, then you'll see it, it'll be a, a consequential change. But most blast damage is pow seven, pow eight anyway. So even well, if you're I mean, a lot of people take that Daz and Goblin, and that's a that's high explosive and has a second has secondary deviation. Sure, but, but if if you're not playing against high explosive, 
like if even if a, a guy a unit with armor 12 has this rule and your opponent shoots you with power weight blast damage thing to nine to kill it you're probably fine like it's it's not really that big of a deal but uh, yeah well my stuff that i'm complaining about is armor 11 so fuck yourself well then you need an eight yep you need okay. a six with high explosive yeah, high explosive. High explosive changes it. That's true. It's, it's and you, you will be playing against Gumbjorn too. So, yeah, Gumbjorn is a special kind of hell. <laughs> he will <laughs> destroy everything. Yeah, that guy's a, ma- a maniac. Yeah. But yeah, I think your oceans list that in theme one I thought is that's wild. It's insane that the the variety you can get in a theme. Yeah, that's the, what attracts me. And then you can't take Archons or whatever if you're doing it. But I'm willing to lose that. You know. Yeah. I mean, that Thamrite Archon does seem pretty nuts, but it just you, Dolores is like two Thamrite Archons. No, she's, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, are, are, you know, and are you are you really worried? Are you like netlisting Infernals like all the time? Like, yeah. Oh, uh, what's my Infernal solution? I didn't, I, you know, I don't even know if I saw Infernals at the Warfare Weekend. There was one guy, and he was playing both of the non, both of his lists were playing non non Infernals. Yeah, they were the the Infernal buddies. That's yeah. The, okay. So. We'll see. I got nerfed too. Well, I like the list. Yeah, I really like it. I'm hoping Ocean's well, good. Do you only have Behemoth in there? And a Rager. Uh, and a, and a Rager. Okay. Yeah. That fills other points. It gives her a shield guard too. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kills a shield guard and it does have technically a gun. Yeah, I mean, if, for her, every every gun gets switched on, right? Yeah. I mean, everything's effective. Well, if you had a drop in the Brent Simon, would you have dropped her? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I drop whatever I want into Brent Simon. Brent Simon's great. Uh, he's a great player, and he definitely can be uh, surprised by lists. You know, he's a learning computer. Like he, uh, um, he has he, he's he a lot of, really well at the the event. I yeah, yeah, he he was he was really cool. Um, you know, he had some adversity in his game, and that was pretty fun to watch him sort of just kind of brush it off and not care. Yeah. And then he just played through it. You know, like the commentators were like kind of was like they thought he was going to be ahead on attrition pretty hard and then his colossal rav you know freaks out kills yeah. two of his own models and then they're like well uh this game just got weird <laughs> and, yeah. and uh brent um oh i've seen him yeah brent brent flustered is a lot different it's like a lot more subdued or low-key than like a typical person flustered like you know he doesn't get too tilty but like um, you, he definitely will like snowball into more mistakes as he's clearly like frustrated or whatever. But like, sure. that he just didn't give a crap. He like absolutely just kept playing, and they they were sort of uh, good sports. Like they uh, had some clock issues and stuff, and um, like yeah, that was a, it was a pretty cool game to watch. I wish I would have got to see. I kept getting, I was working the booth, so I kept having to like switch to make sales and stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I was pretty happy to see it. But like, yeah, I've played against Brent more than a few times. Uh he's always an awesome opponent. He's very uh interesting because like the type of stuff I bring. You can see the power if you ever like want to see the power of uh bringing your homebrew to the table is like a guy like Brent who's very prepared. Like he's a he's a student of the game or of the meta. So he's like you when you come in with some random garbage, it takes him a few turns. Like like you could maybe get enough advantage in 3 turns before he adapts to like what you're doing hmm. and yeah. then you know 
That's cool. So, playing- yeah, I'd have I'd have no problem taking any list of him. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing Callus one right? Is that the the list he played? Do you play that every yeah. round? Um, I I, I don't on know. stream for sure. Hmm. Yeah, he did on stream though. But yeah, I don't know. Super cool. Nice. Well, hey, I, I'm down to lose to that Oceans list. I think you're, uh, <laughs> you're Ocean, Oceans would wreck my Jalam list. Like, nice, minus one to, to hit, idiot. <laughs> yeah, <this>? yeah. What about you, Jesse? What's your, what's your dojo? Yeah, keep going out. I got a, uh, a sweet list that I dojoed. No, it sounds uh, bad already. It's already, it's terrible, actually. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I made one adjustment to the list because there's only one, two, three, four, five, six. There's nine entries in the list. So okay, okay. perfect. Yep. <laughs> it's Ragnar, the Ruiner Master, with a oh, Mountain nice. King. <laughs> Horgle with a Glacier King. Madrak Zero with a Glacier King. The Creelstone with a Northkin Elder and a Dunian Knot. That's the whole list. <laughs> Love it. Glacier Kings are better than the Sea King. Yep. And the Northkin Elder gives those Glacier Kings plus one speed. Yeah, so the speed six also yeah. gives him plus two strength. If you need, did you to. see the leak today of his resculpt and that got you super excited? So you got in the dojo, or I did not, but I, I built this uh, like two weeks ago. But oh. did, yeah. did that happen really? Yeah, the new so, and, the oh, anniversary shit. models. Um, they're gonna redo all the like, uh, whatever. Good because they new, look like the, the new guys. Yeah, oh, good. yeah. So this list looked fun. I just uh, built it a couple weeks ago, and that was not yeah, what I was gonna awesome. go to. But yeah. Actually, I love that list a lot. I think it's actually pretty, probably pretty good. He just has so much stupid table presence with those beef, <laughs> those beef boys. I just like am so scared of if you lose one of the juniors, you are effed. So yeah, it's over. You know, but. <laughs> but they're hiding behind a huge base. Yeah, and they're dug in, I guess. But still, fuck. Yeah, they're dug in, and then you're, isn't his feet the minus one damage die? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Have have fun chewing through the riser, So he gives one of those things, uh, you know, uh, plus two damage. Plus two damage and uh, gives them bulldoze. So oh, they just yeah. fucking ram everything out of. I mean, they can't follow up. I don't think because they're gargantuan. No, they can't. But, but still, so, just knock everything out of the zone and uh, score. Hopefully, but okay, I mean, just good luck. Good luck chewing through three troll gargantuans with the minus one damage die. Yeah, they, yeah, they blast you in the face. Yeah, <laughs> they're high and like the um, Horgle. I originally had him with the Mountain King, but I. Sp- Swap that to Ragnar so he can cast the primals if he needs to. I think yeah. that's probably the and best. And uh, Orgel, like, having uh, Chad was actually talking about this, so was Tom Oliver. Both of them said you should put the Glacier King on uh, Horgel because the hot shot on those single shots that are, uh, you know, just fucking Thunderbolt, uh, right? Yeah, the, the cold and they also Thunderbolt. So, yeah, Thunderbolt. You know, pretty yeah. nice. Good. You know, boosted power fourteens, but I thought mm-hmm. the sprays might be better with the originally with the uh, with the hot shotted boosted damage rolls. You know, cause yeah, you can charge in there, kill something, get an assault spray, so you're spraying something down, hopefully with a power sixteen, and then like if you kill something, then you also get the kill shot assault spray, so you can dig deep with those. You know, you don't have to boost those, so that seemed look pretty decent, but I don't know. Anyway, think- so this this is what we settled on, so. I think that the, it is right to put the glacier, the the more gun focused one for hot shot because he's going to be shooting his gun more throughout the game with that that range twelve, isn't it? Range twelve gun. Yes. Yeah, so he's going to be you shooting. Have to boost all the hit rolls. Yeah, that's and that fine. Your 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 junior is camping on zero. Well, maybe he is. Maybe he's not. I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, you are because you, you want to pull all the fury off and you're up keeping hotshot. Yeah, but I, th- I just think it's that's makes more sense to put a hotshot on on the Glacier King because he has more guns, so you get more. It doesn't guns. have more guns if you're Isn't targeting it? correctly. Well, yeah, but you can't control that. Oh, I guess you kind of can. But you kind of can when you put your spray template down. I think it's more reliable to put on the Glacier King. But that's what everyone else tells me too. Maybe I'm just stupid and well, I, I know, like sprays more. But you know, you gotta, gotta try it out. I mean, you can always finagle the list, move it around a little bit. I mean, I'm never gonna play it, but I, you know, so why would not you play it? You just what? what? I'll, I'll play it eventually. You know, yeah, you I'll play that. it to a local store and hop it on somebody who's not excited to play. No, the real list was not was uh, the Heretic, the Grimkin. Oh Warlock, sure. With the uh, uh, the little attachment guy, the tongue lick guy. I have one clock and two gorehounds as his battle group because he doesn't. Have, uh, that's not even all of his points. Oh, I guess I could add a cool guy. Yeah, put a grab shield. Nice. Uh, so I have the little shield guard, little crab thing in there. Two defiled archons, speak two because uh, they add a lot of defense and uh, just the boosted hellfires kill things dead. Uh, Isaiah's in there because I have two units of Dreadrots. Lord Longfellow is free because he's a sweet solo that can shoot oh, stuff, so camp flags, and I have one Grave Ghoul. I have a Witchwood that is also free, which I think those things are sneaky good. Oh, man, they're so good. <laughs> and then I have one cast Gimp because I had a point floating. And like sure. I said, I had two units of Dreadrots, and then the last free thing was one the unit of Madly Men. Yeah. something desperate pace i also have two units of murder crows so the idea with those two things is to like ambush either them in on either side and try and force the game to the middle or if you're going to leave your stuff out there then they will die Mm -hmm. you know because they have prey they have gang so their power 13 i think 9 10 11 12 yeah 13 and their mat 10 oh damn mat 10 troops almost got the biggest magic number mat 11 Almost got but they have ambush, so they come in from the side. They, you know, they have stealth, so you, even if you don't ambush them, they have Pathfinder. They, they're, they're, they're sweet, I think. So, yeah, I think if it's you don't Pathfinder, you can Fury them too. So, they turn into you can get them up to power 18. You Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's 18. Yeah. But well, and I don't know. It just seems kind of fun with all this stuff. But then, like, the I do think the Dreadrots are just die. I don't know. That's but, okay. And they're yes. only speed five. You know, that's like they, they're, they're their ranges are not very long. With the with the with the Madly Man, it makes it eleven. Mm-hmm. The Murder Crows are speed seven with a half inch melee, so they charge ten and a half, twelve and a half for that thing. So you know, yeah. But I think he, he does have gallows, and the Witchwood can drag some stuff in. Yeah, exactly. There you you go. know, so it extends some threat ranges, kind of, but. Uh, and then, you know, he does have the, he, uh, he's just a good all-around caster, I think, you know. So. I think that's a good place to start. Like, the building list again after the update. It's like, oh, here's a bread-and-butter caster. Just, you know. I, mean, I have a million lists that didn't really change, because Grimkin didn't change yeah, very that's much. True. I guess, that's um, right. I'm just finding battle groups for these guys is kind of hard with the, actually, because the Skidamones went down a point, because it was easy to just put two heavies in a list to clock in a Skidamones, because that's 28 points. Right. Now it's not. So, yeah, man, down, but I love Gorehounds, and I think they're very, very good. Yeah, the Sprinter guys. I mean, they're sweet. And they're just out there so that you don't have to. The one problem I think I've had, and maybe it's just me, is like 
the new scenarios are so fucking spread apart that you cannot get to kind of pick and choose what you're going to do. And like having a model with extended control area that can just kind of go could test his own. It's defense 14. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I think that's a pretty strong, strong thing to have. And they're, you know, they're stealth and they have ghostly. So they could charge through build or walk, you know, walk through buildings at least. So, you know, sure. yeah. I think they're cool. So, and I own three of them, so I want to fucking use them. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, we really need to have a fourth person on here. And we should have a, we could have a, a little scramble, four-man scramble with our dojo lists. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get Josh in here, man. He I actually wants to learn how to use War Table, so that'll be sweet. And Chad, yeah. I think that's a right up his alley, even though he says, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So. And Collie. <laughs> oh, Collie. Yeah, I've been trying to, yeah. Oh, Collywood. Collywood. Well, I, I did have one last, I guess, philosophical thing, if you guys had a little yeah, bit of time. We had COVID, 18 months of that. Private yep. everything's changed. Distribution changed. Private press has changed. They pulled their models. Whether or not you agree with how it's all went down, I like. I know for a fact that like, um, like distributors are sort of salty at private press, and then to a lesser degree, game stores have like pulled also. Like, so it's, yep. it's harder to get their stuff. Right. And then they've also pulled some of their line, and it's like direct only or on online wholesalers. So I guess what I'm at wondering is um, when I was at Warfare Weekend, one of the, the old place that I used to uh, be a co-owner of Tower, they, there's two things that like shocked me was that um, there's sort of a limit to the amount of tables he's willing to let uh, War Machine take up at any time. So it's only two. So oh, like, wow. but that's because he doesn't carry their products. So anybody playing there can't be supporting a store. So he doesn't care. And then yeah. also, I'm not totally positive what the policy is, but they have like a pay to play. So it's like it's five dollars to rent the table and they can split it two fifty each or whatever. But um, they're doing, you know, because it's basically like you're going to support the store one way or the other, you know, kind of. Sure, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't totally disagree. Like I don't the people telling me about it were complaining. And then I first thought this is the apocalypse. But then I thought about it harder and I was like, wait, well, if he doesn't carry their models. And they right. can't because he can't. He just literally can't get them, and that's kind of by private press's design. That's like their fault. Um, then I sort of see his point. He's like adapting to the circumstance. Like it, his adaptation to the circumstances makes kind of perfect sense, even though it's not ideal. But they're all like, you know, we're going to go take our business elsewhere. But it's like, what business? You're not taking anything elsewhere. Yeah. But then you know they they speculated that it could be like a basement meta where everybody's playing in people's houses. Um. But I was just curious, you know, like, what do you guys see locally in your area of if you're seeing store behavior change to like receptive to be having tables being used? And well, our store is a little unique because we they never really had too much product. It's just uh-huh. really they're they're a pretty magic focused store, you know. Yeah. And then they have some 40k stuff because their 40k or Games Workshops buyback program is really friendly to brick and mortar i guess that's what they yeah. that's what they said but they're always really willing to let us play games and uh all of us uh war machine players also play like a lot of board games or, or role-playing games and stuff so people buy that because they have a really good board board game and rpg selection so we do yeah. support the store that way and then we just buy uh special order models from for, for war machine and that's about it but yeah. they like it's it's tough if the owner of the store is like if, if none of the store owners or employees are interested in the game either 
it makes it really hard because then they have to they have to come to you with questions about what to order and what's good to keep in stock and stuff like that. Whereas if they had, you know, some experience with the game, they could know themselves. Like here's some baseline yeah. things we and need. Still, and you have to you have to be pretty experienced to uh, kind of know what not to buy. You know, in my opinion, that's, but that's part of the problem. Yeah, but yeah. So our our store hasn't changed at all because they just it's just it's we've kind of been dealing with it this way. The entire run we've been here, we've been here for ten years playing this game. Yeah, and it's always been that way. So for us, it's no different. But I imagine for a game like Tower, or I don't know how it isn't like other big name stores like Asgard. Well, and stuff. But, I don't know about Asgard, but like I know the Geekery in Kansas City, their whole meta has like sworn off War Machine entirely. Uh, like well, they're 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 like mad about it because they can't they can't buy the models at the store, so they can't support the store. And the whole point is like the store. The store basically won all the kids in the divorce. So, like, they're playing Marvel Crisis Protocol because it's the game that they can all play and enjoy while supporting the store. Sure. So, I, you know, there's, there's and it's going to be case by case with Tower. People are supporting the store as best they can. Like, they're kind of dealing with this new... They're all sticking with War Machine, but still trying to support the store and play there. It's clearly strained. Like, I know that a lot of them are obviously migrating to other places and slash adopting the basement, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm just and I'm wondering if it goes if it recedes into like basement gaming, like is spell table enough or sorry, war table enough to like keep it going? It kept it you going know. for the whole pandemic. That's the only reason the game's around in my opinion. Yeah. It's, like uh, everybody will everyone played, like, you, can play with, you can play with fucking Aaron Whaley, you know, you can yeah. play with uh, Galea or who any anyone you want you you yeah. you can get you friends with or whatever, you know. So that's the nice part about war table is uh right. the games are they're not as quick. They do take a lot longer. How do, you, how, do you, how do you make money as a company? You, you, you will not. Yeah, the company that's, will die. That's the problem. Yeah. If that's know. what your question was, then, then it will go away. That would be bad. They think, definitely, uh, I, I really hope they're going to revamp that somehow. You know, like. Yeah, I, I don't know how they solve it. Like, it's, gosh, I, yeah, I, 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 you know, because I, I, it really, it's both, both parties are sort of at, have, a culpability because distributors for decades have had been able to call the shots and they've had all the power. And right. so they have forced people, you know, if I sell you a product for $10, I have to sell it to a distributor for four fifty, And then the distributor sells it to the game store for uh five fifty. So the distributor is making a dollar and I'm making four fifty, and then the game store is making four fifty. And sometimes right. it's not even that. Sometimes the game store makes the full five dollars, and then the distributor is making, like the depending on how much they can bully, they'll make the person, the manufacturer, sell them it for four dollars. So you have a product. In order for that four dollars to be profitable, if like you've watched Shark Tank or whatever, like it's like. A, it, it, that means if it, if it costed you more than a dollar to make it, you're an idiot. You're, you can waste. You're spinning your wheels. So like, um, so you have a product that's costing less than a dollar to be profitable at ten, uh, to make, and that's like not exactly consumer friendly. Like those savings are not going to customers. But anyways, my point being, where I'm going with this is that distributors could have moved the points at some point responsibly, and given. The person, the manufacturer is like fifty percent, and then sold it to game stores for like sixty percent. So then game stores are making a forty percent margin, and everybody's getting a different, uh, like a realignment of profit. Right. Um, 
and game stores should be okay with that honestly but the, and if you want to protect msrp one of the biggest problems too is like you've got online wholesalers that basically mark everything down 20 percent, which devalues the product gets more of it in the circulation and it was like a fast solution like it was a fast booster to like economy growth uh for gaming but then i think it's kind of caught up where now you've got like everything's flooded everything's been overproduced everybody can just get whatever nobody buys from game stores anyways like like um I don't know. I, it's like if you change those numbers, you couldn't. If an online wholesaler like a Miniature Market or something bought for, you know, forty percent off, uh, they would be less inclined to discount twenty percent because then they're only getting a twenty percent margin. Yeah. Right. And you know, you could you could protect MSRP a little better. Um, so I don't know. But the, something a, has to happen. Something about the the ecosystem that existed up until literally like COVID it, it has exploded. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's, the there's thing a, is that I don't know what GW does, but whatever they're doing works. So well, GW, GW in the early aughts, they pulled out of distribution entirely and they they took over it themselves. And one of the reasons they did that was because all the distributors thought that they had the power and they didn't. And that was really like the first battle. And uh, Games Workshop says, said, screw you guys, we're going home. And they distributed their own product, had you know their own sales accounts, and then they talked. They literally called every single game store. They full court press though. They like they absorbed costs to like man, create infrastructure to like get their product in stores, which kept their products in demand. Like right. uh, it, you know, and then their community driven stuff never never flagged, and um, they ultimately did go back into distribution, but they're back in at. 55 percent like the margins on games workshop you'll see a lot of the people they can't they their msrp is protected the most you can go is 10 percent off and um you'll see most people won't discount because there's it's like their margins are tight so because they're they pay uh more for gw products um at wholesale than they would for other stuff yeah. So <laughs> and that's that's been the case since the early aughts. Games Workshop basically demanded they took it out of distribution and did it themselves, and then they set it that way. And then when they went back in distribution, distribution bent the knee and did it GW's way. So, and then you're seeing uh, Asmodee uh, is do a lot of other places are flexing. Once you get big enough, you can start to flex like Magic the Gathering, and uh, you can these distributors we thought they had that was the big thing is like distributors were using magic the gathering to buoy their profitability against something like games workshop so like you know they're like screw you we make all of our money on magic anyway so you know get fucked and then games workshop pulled then asmodee pulls then magic you know once now that gives magic all the power so they're going to amazon and walmart and wherever else so like it's interesting to see how what do you think they should do then I don't know. I, I I think distributors, for their part, need to adapt. They're going to become blockbuster if they don't fucking they don't pull their head out of their ass and do something evasive and like re. I think the ecosystem, like the companies being able to sell large, massive amounts of large runs to distribute distribution, so that they are liquid and they can continue to develop um, at a pace because they're like constantly liquid, selling to distribution and not going to. Um, stores and then stores are constantly it's almost like press stores are basically press gangers yeah, uh, yeah. by nature and it's press gangers for everything so it's like it, the it, that's just super healthy and it, it has worked and it's a great way to like grow the games you know it's like magic 
is having this renaissance. It's on the backs of being able to play at the game store. Um, if that dies, I don't know. I don't know what we're looking at. It's like everything's got to go digital, which is starting to. You're starting to see like more and more spell table, war table, uh, tabletop simulator. So like, you is, know. Is, is the feature in the, in uh, 3D printing files, models? I think I heard, I saw somewhere that Doug Hamilton said that they don't have any intention to do that. That's, that's not a quote from PP, but he's, I think he just mentioned it offhand that they don't have any intention of making their models available via STL files for 3D printing. I think, I, I feel like STL printing is like the dumbest thing on the planet. Um, so I don't know. I like as far as it's like a cool hobby It's like cool hobby, bro. Um, but like you could also just vape or whatever. I don't know. To I, mean, I, I, I asked the question while looking at my 3D printer, but I only use this yeah. thing for terrain. And that's like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't produce super high quality prints. Exactly. Like if why are you in the hobby? If you're I get like as a hobby. Yeah, uh, I totally get it. It's, it's the same thing. Like, well, like, like take three. Like, I'm not trying to denigrate people who have one. Like, it's uh, making fun of a person with a 3D printer is the same as making fun of someone who has green stuff and sculpting tools. You know, like, sure, it's you know, DIY is fine. It's always existed. You know, Age of Sigmar and whatever. But it's like replacing the core product is like. Then why it's, are you even getting in? It's, no, it's a hobby. It's a it's a hobby based. Yeah. Um, you know, you're buying little pieces of art and uh, that have been like replicated via some sort of mass production. Uh, and I don't care what anybody says. We were at Origins. We had this embarrassing interaction with like these goobers who were running an STL business where they like were 3D printing models. And um, they're like, they're just better than like, they're better than casted models. And they're just were insisting. And it was just like, they uh, absolutely are not. There's, there's no way. They're, they're, they're not, and they're they're totally not. We were like even just. I was like, uh, I you know, I was like purposely just trying to be ignorant. I'm like, you can see those little striations. You can see like the strata, and they're like, no, you can't. It's actually super smooth, and they're like resin printers, and like blah blah blah. And then no. we looked, and you just could. It was like you guys are yeah. crazy. And then they also had like mold lines. As like they were like insisted they don't have mold lines. They did have mold lines. Um, <laughs> You know, you're constantly like having these connection points. You have like two trillion connection points to clean. It's like, oh wow, that's fun. Like everybody complains about like the the Earthborn gap or whatever, and then oh, sure. it's like, oh GG's. Like you've taken your, your snips and cut like 600 contact points off your you know model. Like no <laughs> one's taken an STL. I actually I shouldn't say this because given a, a timeline, like in two years, that's the way technology is. You probably will have crystal brush entries that were STL like 3d printed but like currently the amount of work is so dumb that you're basically you may as well just be sculpting it like by hand <laughs> like yeah it, it takes forever uh, too the, the prints yeah. take so fucking long yeah and I, no matter what yeah, you're totally right no matter what settings i use you always see the the bands no matter what yeah yeah just i a, think it's cool it's a great for terrain or other things exactly. or like if if you're doing um if you're willing to put in the work and like do custom bits for like a unit to make them individual, I, was just like a, say, like, Steve, I want to, I would, I would do want like some top ads because I want to put them on okay. my skin amounts. Well, I've been <laughs> yeah, doing totally, my, yeah. my, my cricks is going to be uh, Viking themed. So I'm printing out like a lot of uh, Norse shields and stuff. and just swap out the Bayonet shields for these cool Viking tower shields and stuff. And it works great for that. But mm-hmm. you can do some so wicked much. basing, I bet, you know, like, yeah, there's totally. all kinds of, but yeah, I don't know. I don't this push to like have the entire game be 3D printed by yourself. Also in a weird way is uh I don't know. If they make printers a so cheap, so high quality, 
and so whatever i don't know there's a point i guess where you you go through it and that's what i guess they're pushing is like every year you get closer to that threshold of like is it cheap enough easy enough blah 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 yeah yeah i don't know it's a little you know it is sad that that's like the, the i mean I, like you said it is kind of both ends of the parties but, um, uh, yeah, I, I personally know? think that distribution takes they they do the most crap talking and like they're the ones who try to make like private press or magic, you know, like they're always like, man, uh, yeah. my business. But like if you look at it uh, actually objectively, if you like step back a little bit, you're like, actually, you guys are pretty kind of being greedy dickheads <laughs> like uh, it's <laughs> uh, and they've been doing it for decades and they've always had the power. They probably grind out, you know. And then the worst part is that these like scumbag distributors will like take product like um one of the wholesale problems too is like say they overbuy private press stuff and it sits in their warehouse for like it's almost like the uh, the way a movie the movie run works so like movies um in the oh, like the first like 90 days uh Hollywood takes like 90% of the gate from like movie theaters like that's the arrangement and then after that like they they make successively more profit based on like how long it stays in theaters so like they make like a lot of movies like they bomb they just make trash money because like all that money goes to hollywood and then right right they right. basically have to take it out of theaters because they can't get anybody to sit in it so like um um this is like a kind of a similar dynamic in that um privateer press sells it they like make a ton of cash they like simply buy all this product they make uh, a ton of cash, and then the nanosecond it stops moving, you know, it's not like they're reordering it for right per test press. They've just ordered so much that, like, they sell, like, 60% of it right away, and then they start discounting it more and more and more and more, and then until it just, they liquidate until there's at, at zero again. Because, like, this distribution in the last, like, decade has taken on this thing where, like, they don't, so in the old days, you would go to, like, a distributor if you ever went to one of their warehouses. They'd have maybe, like, multiple rows. It was like the Indiana Jones warehouse where you'd have, like, multiple <laughs> rows of, like, stuff that's just been there for 10 years because they would like hold to msrp so you know if a product eventually just kind of got to end of life it had to be basically thrown away or whatever um not anymore now they kind of liquidate like right away so like yeah. you see you'll see miniature market having like 90 percent off sales it's right, insane. which it's bonkers and then that stuff just like hurts because like honestly i've i've gone there and seen my products with that and i'm like I'm literally selling that stuff every week at full price. How yeah. could they not? How could they not have found a single person who could have moved that? You'll see uh, that sometimes too on like Amazon. You'll see like uh, Muse stuff on Amazon for like ninety percent off. You're like, what the hell? They like <laughs> buy, buy it. You know, it's just it's it's weird. Um, it's the weird stuff are. people pull. Um, and yeah, but I'm not Games Workshop. I don't have lawyers, and I can't like go protect it. Um, and I'm sure Private Press has to put up with that crap. And yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. private press as distributors. I don't know, like the the warehouse situation for them with their moves and stuff. They did those like mystery boxes, yeah, which pumped out so much stuff into the. Uh, somebody gave me a Victor at Warfare Weekend. Like, there's there's enough Victors going around in those mystery boxes that they're like uh, paperweights that you can just give away as like a <laughs> as like a hey how are you doing gift. You know, it's like. You know, I, oh, yeah, they, I they, like what were those? They, I think they were what sixty bucks or whatever, and you got two hundred bucks worth of shit there. So yeah, I think every one of them had a colossal. 
or yeah, yeah. model, and it's like holy Tank, shit. Tanks the secondary market, but but yeah. it's like the, it's what the second one I've gotten for free because somebody did. It was like I got a bunch of other stuff and I didn't care about this, and like it's my third one. Or <laughs> it's like what the <laughs> hell is going on? Jesus. Like you yeah, know, yeah. I, I you know everybody got meat threshers one year or whatever. Like I've got yeah, I've got like this weird box of like random free stuff that fell off a truck all the time because it's like <laughs> you know it's just such a bizarre economy right now. I I feel bad because I I would love for private press to sell every single thing yeah yeah you know at M- ideally at msrp and True. be healthy you know because if they were getting healthy sales like that they could all the all the stuff everybody complains about there you know if you wanted a mark four they'd already have a mark four they'd have development they'd have staff they'd have like all that yeah. healthy healthy things you want you know yeah, I think, but I think that they had to start here with this, uh, this kind of factory reset of the game. You know, I think that the first thing you need is a, a, a good product to sell, and the game was pretty stale. So now the, this new development team has kind of level set the playing field. They can develop uh, whatever direction they want to, and I think that Faye is actually a really good developer. If I see what the changes she's made so far, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, um, totally, like nailed it right on, the, and and it's super exciting. Yeah, um, exactly. And also, I think you see, like, you know, there's like a perception, and I don't know if this is this is totally me guessing, but just based on my own sort of anecdotal observation of like the parallels with my own business, um, we sort of went through the same experience, obviously, with distribution. Um, distribution just was like untenable. Game stores were kind of untenable ha- having your inventory. Um, and so we also um, made the strategic decision to kind of be more direct. Um, direct only and it was profitable at first and then it started to tail off and become bad and then when covid hit it just was the apocalypse like it was like but i think if we were in distribution during covid it would have i think it would have been a similar down trajectory but like it we were like so strong up until like the october before covid and then you were starting to see number like uh, like a drag on. We clearly like so. There's a thing where if you are in distribution, in distribution, and you're at every game store, um, X amount of players will be playing it, uh, will be buying it and using it, and then it's like showing off your stuff. It's like advertising your product, and it gets it out. It's like so you, even though you're not making as much money, it is generating direct sales and more wholesale sales. And there's a there's sort of a profitability like. Where where it's worth the effort, like you know, right. so it's like on one hand it feels like it's not worth the effort, but in the long run it probably is because it's like the more exposure you have, the better. But like we've come around the corner now. I think like Privateer Press is almost. The, I think Privateer Press is like way uh, ahead of us on this part. Is uh, the rebound where they've bonked into about as direct only, you know, like they've receded to a core, a survivable core that's running at a profit. And is now building back out. Right. So yeah, we so basically I, had to go through the same like growing pain. Yeah, I think where, that. Yeah, that's that's true. So. I, I feel I feel like that's what's going on. Like they've yeah they have a, a core group, and I think I mean like Charlie Foster III is back there. You know, yeah. they have a really a really good group, a really good team, and I feel like they're focusing on the product a lot. I, I, Monpark seems like it's doing great. Warcaster seems pretty popular too. You know. And all their games seem very good. The IKRPG launch, I think, was pretty successful. I mean, they did over Kickstarter, sure. Yeah. But just having that as in the to be compatible with. I, I, I just go real real quick on on uh, Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, 
so you think think about people complain people complain less a lot of people are desensitized to kickstarters at this point and they there's an expectation but you'll still hear the grumbling of like oh why yeah. would a company that's established and successful need to make a kickstarter and the the you know in kickstarter takes like a big cut like but they take less than distribution so what well, you know it's you're, like, you're getting your product to the exact number of people you do want it. you're not overproducing exactly you're you're yeah. doing an expo you're an exposure campaign for free yeah. basically and it's you're pushing 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 and it's just all marketing all the time for like 90 days or however long your kickstarter run is and oh. then um like then and then you you get 65 percent, which is like a way better margin than uh distribution so yeah. it's like yeah, yeah doofuses like pay attention like that's why they, you know what I mean? Like, a distribution needs to change. They have to, like, between online wholesalers and Kickstarter, if distribution and game stores don't, like, figure it out, they're, it's going to be blockbuster all over again. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you look at, like, really established board game companies, too, like Cool Money or not, they always do Kickstarters. Yeah. Like the, the guys that did... Uh, uh, we really, like, pop. the Jokers at Steamforge, or, you know, every everybody yeah. does it all the time, you know, it's like, yeah, no, no, nobody wants to do the old system anymore, um, right. and there, there's a reason, there's a huge reason for that. No, I mean, I think, it, I think you're right, I think the point about it, you know, they had to make the game as good as it can be first, and now they really need to refocus on getting the damn game into people's hands, because it is really fun, the game is awesome, the development team, I have a lot of faith in them. I think they're doing a great job. They just need to reestablish. Also, I'm glad to have seen instantly that uh, I I've enjoyed this like nonsensical. Um, as Privateer Press was in this like downward trajectory, uh, uh, like about eight months before COVID or whatever. Um, you were seeing this like nonsensically idiotic uh, Games Workshop upward trajectory of like PR babble of like. Look, oh, they're yeah. really on podcast. They got their fingers on the pulse. They're like, they have like pro players like giving input on like bad game balance, and then they're doing like, these updates, and uh, they're really listening to the fans finally. And mm. like, <laughs> they're just all this like stupid nonsense, you know. And all these dumb dumbs who were like ten years ago are like saying it's baby game for babies, and uh, now they're all like, yeah. oh boy, I can't wait to just hemorrhage cash. And, uh, <laughs> and and then fast forward to like now, I was like, well, you know. Dude, mark my words. Actually, so yeah, I think this started actually like three years ago where you started seeing this like weird exodus from War Machine yep. uh, back to Games Workshop. Like, and not uh, a name, like not to throw a name under the bus, but like Dan Samus would be one of them. Um, <laughs> and uh, those guys, it's like three, it's like, I'm telling you, three in three years, I was your press will 100% be in one of these. Oh man, they're like, finally listen to the player base. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, it's, yeah, because <laughs> that's just what happens. Like, you know, you don't get what you want for a bit, and then you start getting what you want because if you live, if you give it a long enough timeline, I mean, yeah. you know, that's like how World of Warcraft sticks. That's like their life cycle is, you know, pissing everybody off, and then uh, a year later fixing the thing that pissed everybody off, and then uh, yeah. just doing that cycle over and over again. But like, you know, Privateer Press is trying to obviously like do do a game that's like. Yeah, I mean it's tough because it's dealing with models and it's dealing with print and it's dealing with things that are like static. In that, you know, once it's produced, you're sort of stuck with it for like years. Right. So it's it's hard to like move that ship to like the whims of you know player manipulation. But yeah, I think in the long run, they've done a pretty good job. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like the worst is behind them. I feel like they weathered the storm, and now, now it's, it's time to grow again. So, I mean, yeah, stuff every, that, everybody's jacked, man. It's like, yeah, totally. there's stuff that was totally out of their control. Like, they they had a abysmal uh, deal with, in Europe, you know? It was a shit show. But, yeah. And then they, they finally got it set up in the UK, and then those fucking morons voted for Brexit, and that sh- screwed everything up again. Well, that's not their fault. Private press mm. can't, can't do anything about that. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. We just sell one up somewhere else. Put it in Rotterdam. The biggest. Just put it in seaport. Germany or whatever. Who cares? You know, yeah, like, I think Germany makes the most sense. But, but I'm just yeah. like, you know, that's, they need to do that to get their models out there because that's why the Europeans don't really play the game anymore, from what I gather, at least. So, you yeah. Know. I mean, it makes sense. If you can't buy the model for the game, you know, you're not going to play, play it. it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And everyone, you know, Games Workshop. I do love the, They're always like, Private press models are like terrible, and then they're like playing Marvel Crisis Protocol, and it's like the copium is off the charts. Yeah, yeah, no shit. yeah like Jesus. Yeah, that, those kind of people are just over a. How many people are just Marvel fanboys? You know, like yeah. Well, I I think uh, a lot of people slag on like, yeah. I, like, <laughs> like what, what are you yeah. talking? What are you talking about? No, I like I love the Private Crisis models. I mean, I would love for the aesthetic to be slightly different. Somebody challenged me this weekend over like you know, you'll never see a crystal brush entry from them, you know, because I think I was making that joke about, you know, another company yeah. or whatever. And uh, I thought about, and I, and at first I'm like, oh, you know, touche. But then I think about, I think the uh, Everblight's Gargantuan, or the, you know, the dragon. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That thing, I bet you you could win a gold a crystal brush with that. Or, uh, you know, there's so many models that actually are pretty sweet. Like, you know, I'd... if you cleaned them up and got a good cast and it worked, worked in your favor, I think there's some good ones. Yeah, I think actually you absolutely could. And I think if you look at, you know, if Riot Quest is the more cartoony, sure. But if you look at the completely the opposite direction, look at Warcaster, those models mm-hmm. are dope too. And they're really sharp. Oh, yeah. I think they look awesome. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah I got the full line of Marcher Worlds uh, at Warfare Weekend. So I'm going to be looking to check that out too. Cool. cool. Nice. Well, yep. do you got any, any updates from the store? We always try to uh, give our own Muse on store updates. Not that we know. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's why I periodically ask you like what do you got coming because i'm gonna announce it (laughs) yeah yeah um so you know we got the trays we have this new thing that we're gonna do um i gotta catch up on orders and stuff after warfare weekend but before black friday so i've got update packs for everything so we're gonna get caught up to the this global update plus any right quest models plus the archons plus you know whatever all that crap should be caught up by black friday which is great and then um we have like 16 so it's a one inch through 16 inch stick Ooh. and it's they're half they're half inch sticks it's very similar to like what you get in a move line tray which is like all the widgets and stuff yeah. but it's just it's all it is a stick so it's just do you have every single measurement in they'll rack up in this little like compact box so rather than this like uh rather than a battle foam size dimension tray which i think is like eight and a half by 13 inches or whatever it is um, rather than a tray that's at that exact dimensions, you're going to get, it's like four inches by 14 inches and it, it holds, uh, it, it racks up all of your sticks in like a night tight compact. It's got like a magnetized lid. It'll be printed in full color with like leather cornering and like brass oh, wow. corners. It'll be like super, uh, like ornate and produced. Um, cool. yeah, sweet. yeah, I'm excited to get pics of it. Um, going 
I might even go nuttier. There might actually, I got some stuff in this week that I'm going to experiment with. Um, so that's coming. Uh, the the new terrain, the you know, windswept and cemetery and all that is coming. Um, and then for Warcaster Mechanica players, I'm reskinning the, the Strom post to be kind of a cleaner uh, sci-fi aesthetic. So it'll like, work better with their um, that game. And oh, then cool. I've got some terrain in the works for other stuff, but I'll get more. I don't know. I've got a bunch of crap. I've got like a. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying other to, games you're working on too. It doesn't matter. So. Yeah, yeah. The other games, but more so, it's like I guess I just need to get that stuff out. Um, you know, the zones are back on the store. There's like a wait on those. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I it took me like nine months. It took me over nine months. Like there was a six month period where they. Well, actually, no. There's a nine month period where they wouldn't answer the phone. Jesus <laughs> they, like, I, I couldn't get them to respond to emails. Like they just were. They were like having problems getting it from uh, China or wherever you get neoprene or I don't know what the, yeah. I don't know what the neoprene shortage was, but that was awkward. Yeah. Cause then we stock up for so much that it literally lasted like almost two years. Nice. So, <laughs> but we had to slowly watch, like we were just like, as this year progressed, we started once they did the update, we started selling zones like crazy. And I think I remember we had like a hundred zones worth of inventory. Um, and then the order started coming in and it was like, uh Oh, because like <laughs> yeah because because we, we were like kind of on tap to like make zones for gonzo at warfare weekend and stuff and i was like nice. i got plenty for i got plenty and then the sale they like they went ahead and screwed up and made the game popular again and then like people started wanting <laughs> uh, i was like okay uh gonzo they're gonna have to like readjust our recalibrate uh because like yeah but they answered the phone we got it worked out we uh so that stuff's coming so nice. man a lot of yeah. really exciting stuff Hey. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And next, like, th- th- you know, I don't know what I'll go into for this year, but next year will be crazy. We'll have all kinds of. That's all good, man. Yep. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. To so excited. You need to start podcasting again with the guys uh, because we, as much as we can, we can promote your product and shit as much as we want, but our podcast will mm-hmm. never reach as many people as you guys yeah, will. That's, so that's I don't know. It doesn't take much. You'd be surprised. Everybody likes, you know, everybody likes. I remember when I was doing Focus and Fury. And I thought the Muson Minis guys were clowns. You know, like <laughs> I I remember when I thought the chain attack guys were clowns. Like I was like, oh my god, no, who that. why would anybody <laughs> listen to this garbage? And then, you know, they become like the biggest one. That's true. Um, yeah, they were. You know, like so you know, people just kinda like a regular podcast and then you get a rapport and it catches on and Yeah. And, like, and, and, I guess this is weirdly speaking, but I think if you do uh a podcast it will help your business you know? of course oh, for sure for so, sure yeah. I, we've definitely we have ever since we saw podcasting it's definitely also not had a, a positive effect but right. i don't know you just can't podcast for no reason like i mean we podcasted with like brent simon we podcasted with like alternates and brent simon is awesome oh, scott taylor and, and scott <laughs> taylor but like you know they're they're fine but like i wasn't personally passionate every yeah. single person has to be kind of in you have to be fired up yep. yeah yeah Yep. Well, you guys can well, always okay, you can join ours, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, well, I mean, I'll definitely like I'll if you guys uh, just need a random guy to yap at. Um, <laughs> just an aside, I'm looking at my troll zones, and uh, I own them. They're I, awesome. I hate to see my horn, but man, oh, I God, like these. No. I so I bought those because I'm like, I thought the circle ones looked sweet. Holy shit! Yeah. You know, yeah. I like I like man, like because I own all of my infernals are in your bases. 
And I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing that because that's. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, those fucking troll zones, dude. They oh, they're look so cool. So sweet. So. Oh yeah, there's the the rocks. Yeah, so, they look so good. It it was like such a weird, um, you know. I sort of credit Matt Wilson a lot because like I had to personally run these past him each each and every one. Oh, okay. And he rejected every single one at least three times. Like so, oh, wow. it was one of like the more arduous like, um. Huh. But it, it was worth it because yeah, yeah, it, great, yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah it really caused me to like uh, up the fidelity, up up the thought process, up the like no shortcuts. Like we really had to go all the way, and like the right. troll ones, you can just see it's like wow, these what? are like I'm I'm looking at it, I'm like who the hell did oh I did those that's pretty sweet. Like, again, <laughs> it's like it's not even like I'm trying to like brag or anything. It's just like it's you've come a long way. You see like if you take my uh, trench template. Which sure. looks okay, but you compare it, you're like, oh Jesus Christ, you know, like it's yeah. totally different. Um the infernal zones are off the chain. Holy shit. Sure. That, yeah. Those I actually didn't do. The infernal zones, well, okay, I did the rocks. I did all the pebbles. Yeah. Or the cobblestone. Uh the guy just did like this cool, like it looks like a tattoo or like an Ed Hardy shirt yeah. type of thing. And then um, you know, I think Jay just saw it. He like there was like people are like, How do I get that file? You know, how do I print it? And like Jay basically was like can muse just like borrow that and then i was like well how are we going to borrow that when it's like a licensed thing so then we, had, we that's literally started the whole process we got like talking to matt wilson and then he liked those you know but he wanted the cobblestones you know he wanted it to look like not just a thing on the table but like integrated. Yeah. yeah so yeah. then i i did that part of it and then that spawned the rest the rest of the project uh grimkin is another one that's like fun like oh yeah Give me some of those the, too. I think the little pumpkin boys. Yeah, <laughs> super cool. Oh, the circle yeah. zones. Yeah, they're they're all awesome. Yeah, the uh, the uh, minion ones actually kind of is low key one of my favorites because it's got the water. I did. I like had to go so next level on these techniques. Like yeah, just I'm sure Bob Ross. The first time he told you no, you're like motherfucker. These look really good. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The first time he told me no, I I don't think I ever. Uh, uh, the designer of me, like the the art art school guy, came yeah, out, yeah. and I was like, "Oh no!" It was like the end of the world. But it oh, wasn't yeah. like I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't mad, yeah. you know. I was more okay, like good, committing, good. committing seppuku. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, you know, you you weather it out. Like yeah, yeah. you have to have a pretty tough skin because. But that's good. That's like it's it's the first time that like someone uh, challenged me in in in, uh, in an objectively intelligent way. Like some people uh, will just be like, "I don't like it." And you're like, oh, well, I can, what do I fucking do with that? You know, nice yeah, feedback. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's true. God, uh, I did. I did have a good one. My... The best. It'll look sweet. You know? Uh, yeah. So. Thank you. I have a, I'm, I was told I was supposed to have a, what's tilted you the most. You did. Oh, yeah. you, you tell me that. Yeah. So what has tilted you the most, my friend in war machine, by the way, in a game, in war machine. Um, you could say the person's name if you're there. <laughs> did, did Nathan Hoffman say his opponent's name? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I don't even know his name. I don't even remember it. We, but it's the same guy. Like the literally the same guy tilted. Oh, I, think, I have only ever quit rage quit a game of War Machine. Anyways, I've definitely <laughs> rage quit like Dead by Daylight or something. But sure. I, I <laughs> have. You're playing with us and we're bumbling idiots. So. Oh no, it's the, the killers. It's just like yeah, oh, when one of the games, you know, or Rage Quit, Red Dead Redemption Two, when they're like dragging your corpse across <laughs> yeah. the 
Mojave yeah. Desert. Yeah. But like, um, uh, the same guy that got Nathan got me. Um, and then of course some, some people might, if people are listening to this, have listened to like the old Focus Fury episodes. One of the ones that we. So back in the old days when we podcasted, we used to start these like little turf wars of like you know bullshit. You know, like we would, we <laughs> would, um, we would really get people like throw. I that doesn't stuff. It doesn't age well. So I'm just gonna say that out. It, it's super fun for a bit, but the in in this actually ties into the story a bit because that this guy is a lot different now. He's like he's basically like a Buddhist monk now. And this is the same guy that pissed Nathan off. And um, he's such a different human being now. Um, but also, you know, it's not that he grew up. It's that he's like on meds. So you don't it's not just that people need to mature or sure. learn lessons, but you don't know always yeah. what they're going yeah. through. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but this guy at the time, I, I, I just I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, how appropriate, but we used to call him zombie douche. It was like. um. He, he was like zombie god or something or just something i don't know i don't even know what the nickname was it just we only call it was just ubiquitous he's just zombie douche and uh again i want to just keep again he this guy's a great dude he's a super nice guy he's come up to me um i've I actually had multiple versions of this where a guy was really uh an absolute a-hole in like our first game or two and then he like eight years this this is a great thing about War Machine that's happened to me a few times, which is great. Is uh, but anyways, but this is one of those guys. Uh, I was playing Irusk against Fiora at a tournament. This yeah. guy uh, had a fabric tape measure, like ones for like measuring waistbands. Oh yeah, and uh, it was like made out of like uh, it was made out of like plastic, you know, oh, like a, yes. a stretchable yeah, yeah, yeah. plastic material. Yep. And he was like popping his feet, and he would like he was trying to get my Widowmakers in it. And it was Fiora's feet where you're on fire, and they were out. So then he would remeasure, but stretch the tape measure, and it'd be a little closer. And then he was just oh. like, "Wait, hold up!" <laughs> and it's, uh, he just stretched the shit out of this tape until they were in. And I was just like, "God, get out of here!" That's insane. But I'm like, I'm just like, "Fuck it!" I'm like four plus tough or whatever. I don't know what what, what my thought was. It was like not the end of the world. Um, and then I remember. <laughs> I remember that um, my great bears were on fire, and I resolved the guy who who makes you immune to knockdown last, and that made him that we argued on my clock. We so back then it wasn't um, chess clock; it was it's like good. yeah, eight, eight round minute timer. turns, round timers, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Round timers, eight minute turns, and he argued on my clock uh for quite a long time and it, this was every every single so he's resolving a feat in which every single of my guys is on fire and i've got to go through it's like procedurally going to take me in my eight minute turn a ton of time and then this argument over the great bears uh just was absolutely bonkers and then my timer went off as my two remaining great bears were both on fiora Oh, and so I have like two great. I have two battle-lusted great bears on Fiora, and the game's pretty healthy, honestly. Like otherwise, like scenario and everything else is probably like it. Like my turn expires, and he probably he's gonna attrition the bejesus out of me. But like maybe I can still win or whatever. Like you never know. Uh, um, but I just rage. I basically that was the closest to flipping the table I've ever come. <laughs> um, 
the the tape measure uh just yeah the great bear argument oh my god uh, there's so much but anyways this guy like placed i think third and he ended up like getting into third place and Jesus. uh he when they gave him his third place trophy he like got up on a chair and screamed bow before the creator god and oh my god <laughs> we were just like it was so cringe and just like we were uh, i was so Jesus. over it i was really over it but anyways that was the most tilted i've ever been in my war machine career oh that would, that would tilt the shit i mean too. we used to have a guy uh i think we talked about it on the previous cast but he would he would measure he like measured his dollar bills and be like oh a dollar bill is six inches long i'm not allowed to pre-measure because it was mark ii but what he would do is he would layer he would lay dollar bills on the table and that's how you quote unquote yep. pre-measure the stupidest thing i've ever heard yeah, yeah. the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life oh uh, he's the worst <laughs> yeah the guy, yeah. this guy is a piece of shit like you know just, just yeah jesus i made models twice and be like oh i didn't do that like, yeah. he would like with Mog, and then he would charge with Mog. Like he would do a bunch of stuff on the other side of the table, and go like, "I'm gonna go with this guy." I'm like, "I think you activated him already." Nope. No, he he does the uh, you know the Earthborn. Does it still have that rule where it adapts? Whatever it has every. If you're next to this terrain piece, you get a bonus. Oh, has that, but not the adaption for the attack. Okay. But, yeah, yeah but, if that idiot did that to me, I'd be like. I'd take out like a 12 inch ruler and then I'd put as many dollar bills next to it as like, okay, yeah. so this ruler is $3 bills. And then I would just use, and then I'm going to, I'm, th- I'm, I'm $3 bills away from your guy. And I'd just be using the ruler the whole time. Well, yeah. no, I'm just measuring dollar bills. I'm not using the ruler. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Why, you know, it's such a like, yeah. He's the, he no, was the worst. This guy raged quick. Cause I call him, he was like, he was a he was a bully to a lot of the other people in the meta too. Yeah, like he, he, was, people he, was, he like made some people leave the community because he was such an asshole. He's just a and dick. Like, I'm like, you know, and I think I don't remember if it was at a tournament that we hosted or something, but like there was something he didn't like or ruling that I made in one of his games, and I'm like, look, quit being a fucking baby, and th- this is the ruling, this is the rule, and this is how you have to deal with it. I'm the judge here. Well, you're not a judge. You're not technically a judge. No, but I'm the organizer of the event, and that makes me the judge. So fuck you. You know. Uh-huh. And he's like, and that was it. <laughs> and that was it. He's he like, quit. you're gonna call, you're gonna call me a baby. Fuck this game. I'm out. And he's like, <laughs> uh, you want anybody want to buy my trolls? Three hundred bucks right here, right now. Whole faction. Oh, man. He was unreal. We have never seen him since. You know. Oh, awesome. Yep. Yeah. So great. like, this guy is also such a piece of shit that he fucking like. I don't recall what the thing was, but he was like, he bought a bunch of fake magic cards and sold them to the stores. Oh, and they yeah. looked, looked so close to the real magic cards. Yeah. yeah. Or he would sell them to kids. Yeah. That's how much of a scumbag this dude was. Yeah. Fuck you, oh, dude. That, that's you know? obnoxious. So, yep, yeah. Justin's like, doing the, the Lord's work getting rid of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like boys and I don't fuck with those people. Those people can nope. fuck out of me. Get the fuck yeah. out of my meta, dude. You know, oh. like. You're gonna be a dickhead just to some guys because they don't, you know, I don't know why, but you know, they don't look the same as you, don't think the same as you. Fuck you. Get out. Now, so. real quick, I'm sure this has been gone over into your podcast, but actually, this is something I don't think I've ever even asked you guys, and, yeah. and we've known each other for like quite some uh, time. Like, yeah, yeah, years. five or six years or something. I mean, I've known um, you at least for four years. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you guys are dairy farmers, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not like doxing or anything. I think everybody probably no, knows no. that. Yeah. So you guys are dairy farmers. You live way out in wherever. How did you even get into this game in the first place? Like it's so off, off the oh, beaten man. path. So actually, our flakiest friend, uh, Nick Kinzer. Oh yeah. Just uh-huh. Shout out to my. Well, he's he's one of my oldest friends. 
Yeah, good he, guy. I don't know how he got into it, dude, but he saw some. He had a Menoth starter box. Oh, this is what happened. All right, exactly. I was talking with him. I was looking for a minis game. We'd played Hero Scape. Remember that game, Jess? Yes, why so. were you looking for a minis game? What even like? What? What? How, why? Well, we were playing. We used to play Magic and shit. We were playing so Magic. We like, we, I, I, hate, oh. I hate card games now. So I, yeah, I, I, okay. I was just done with wasting money. Fucking, on you know, on but, stand, or, or, playing standard Magic every year. You know, yeah, okay. our, our and, Magic community at the time was super toxic too. And it's yeah, like, God, I don't, don't want to do with these guys. Exactly. Okay. So the, the store, the only thing the store had was Warhammer. I was like, oh man, the price is so. And also, so, the Warhammer community was like one guy. <laughs> trog- they're just troglodyte people. They're just yeah, they were, at the time they're bad. But yeah. I, I, like, I was like, these models are all pretty clunky. Like, oh, if I have to get into one, I guess I'll play uh, uh, Dark Elves because they look cool. Whatever, uh, Dark Eldar. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. that's fine. And I was talking with our buddy Nick, and he's like, well, I can't remember. Somebody, somebody showed him. Like there's a game called War Machine. He sent me a link. I was like, oh shit! So I looked through the, the whole gallery. I was like, these guys have elephants. I'll buy the Scorn Starter set. And I was like, I'm, I know I'm gonna like this game, so I'll buy a Rhinodon, <laughs> which was a disaster at the time. Yeah. And I got my I got my box set in. I was like, you know what? I this is another game Jess and I could play together. He might not be want to do it himself, so I bought him the Circle Starter box. I was like, we're fucking playing this game, and that's. And we started, and we got a bunch of our our friends in the game, and we've been plugging along ever since. Yeah, but Nick's dumbass got us all into it because he did yeah. buy. He had two starter boxes. He had the Menoth one. Oh yeah, he uh, did. He had a Kador one. Yeah, and the Kador he was one. the first guy. With two, I don't know where the hell he got those things, but he got yeah. two starter boxes from somewhere. Mm. And I'm like, Look, those are cool. And he's like, Yeah, I don't really know how to play the game or the rules, but if you want to go through the rule book and use the models, you know, that's cool. he just like painting. He's he's a pretty good painter. You yeah, know? He's a good painter. But, uh, like, yeah. So, uh, but you know, and then like, so he, and he's, he's AD, he has really bad ADHD where he, like getting that through dude through a demo game is a chore. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. So, but anyway, you know, he, he's the one who first got us into the, into like showed us the game and like, I don't know how, you know, he, he doesn't, he never played, you know, really yeah. like let us throw a couple demo games in and that was pretty much the end of it. But, uh, and he was one of the people that that guy kind of likes, you know, that dude we were really just talking about. Yeah. He hmm. picked on him a lot and steered yeah. him out of the game. So, you know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah so uh, that, Steve got me into a uh, circle and I don't know. I wasn't really into him. I mean, they're okay. And then I like, I'm like, I'm going to buy into Cricks because I think uh, the zombies are sort of sweet and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. But then like, like oh, well, of course I picked the fucking most power gaming faction because you know I'm a douchebag and yeah. So my my regular opponent, so the, my regular opponent for the majority of Mark II as a scorn player was Jess with his Crix. So that was super fun. I <laughs> did not always play Crix, by the way. No, no, no but but no, no. So from there we've uh, I think we it's pretty safe to say that we have the biggest meta in Idaho now. Is our, our yeah our guys are probably the biggest. We do have probably like a, if we were to actually go to the shop, which we should do, we should go play there. Yeah, but, it's tough right now, but yeah. Uh, I think we could get a good twenty players playing there. Yeah, which is a big number, man. You know, that's half the LCQ for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> if we if we called all the bannermen, if we rallied all the troops, we could we could push twenty one just with our locals in this immediate mm. immediate community, which is pretty awesome for yeah. a town of uh, forty thousand people. So really not bad. Mm. That's not bad at all. No. I just I, I'm always fascinated because like 
uh, you know, well, you, yeah, you, kind of, time, you know, for anything. So that's why like, we would have you know loved how much time and you're kind of out in a remote area. There's yeah. like how much, how, you know, obviously you in a game store playing magic and stuff. So you have some exposure, but it's like a really yeah, random yeah. thing to sure. get into it. But also you didn't play gateway miniature game. You know, you're nope. saying hero clicks, right? Or yeah, hero escape, hero escape. Um, so no, like, yeah, I mean, like I came from, 40k first, 40k first, then I got into Warhammer Fantasy, then back into 40k, then Warhammer Fantasy, then back into 40k. Yeah. I basically, but I played BattleTech and Car Wars, and oh, nice. I was just into just a billion miniatures games. And then War Machine was like this. Um, War Machine was basically like there were so many games like uh, Death Zone and what I don't know, just like every week there's like Man of War or whatever, some stupid random game, and War Machine was just one of those like. You can get in for 45 bucks, see what it's like. And then me and my brother liked it a lot. But like, I'm fascinated, you know, I just sort of think like, I would, of course, try out this game, but like nothing about the packaging or the models stood out compared to the competition at the time. So right. like, I'm just mm-hmm. shocked that people uh, would get into it from with all the other things to distract you, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I just like we were sick of magic. All, all of our, all the magic players were also playing 40k too. So like some of yeah. them were, and I'm like, I am not playing with these fucking clowns. So you yeah, know, <laughs> like we are gonna play a different game because fuck these people. So yeah, some of the appeal for us too is our uh, growing up, our dad uh, painted a lot of model airplanes and stuff, and like he, you okay. know, he, oh, yeah. he he pushed that. Well, he didn't really push that, but like that's something we did together with him. So mm-hmm. like the, the modeling aspect, the hobby aspect, came pretty easy to us too. So it was like, oh, yeah. there's hobbying. We also played board games like growing up and stuff. It's like so there's strategy and hobbying and cool models. Like why wouldn't I play this game? Seems yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Like we, oh man, dude, I list. I like. I'm not saying I wish our life trajectory was different because I'm fine or mad or whatever. You know what I mean? But like six, seven, eight years ago, when we were listening to you guys' podcasts and all that bullshit, and it's just like you know. It's, we're not Steve and I are not bad players. I don't care. You know, you can you can shit on me for being arrogant. I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> you know, uh I'm not a bad player. I know that yeah. uh, Steve's not a bad player. We put in the time, we practice, we we probably were terrible eight years ago. But yeah. you know had we not been in the job position that we are, we could have gone to conventions and like gotten and I don't give a fuck about notoriety, but I would have loved to just meet you guys you know, earlier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but, you know, I don't care. It's cool. That's the way it is, but it is. I don't know. I don't even remember. I can't even point to. <clears throat> I mean, I know. Like, lock and load. Um, well, you guys are also, like, in the sort of parasocial relationship you broach. Um, like, you. you broach it faster than like a normal person right. so like you know you guys listen to the podcast like uh you guys listen to the podcast you know but we obviously don't know you because you live in idaho and right. whatever like yeah. um so it's like uh, so you know way more about us so like you know like the type of you know you meet us and you'll be joking about things that like you know it's like a weird yeah it's that's always awkward it's, it's super it's super awkward yeah exactly like when one person's joking about stuff and then you're like 
were they there or oh that's right we podcasted exactly so like yeah. um but then you don't have any a uh, context back to the other no, person right. so it's like a super one-sided thing so it's yeah. almost beef you sort <laughs> of feel like someone's so spying weird. on you yeah, even exactly. though you're the one who's been putting it out but like yeah. uh but you got you know i i just i know i met you at lock and load um and i kind of oh, met you on a lot like and facebook and stuff whatever you know because like I yeah. think I don't think I just up and met you. Did I just meet you in Lock and Load? I yeah. know we hung out and we did like uh we like a lunch. You're we painting uh, Ricard's models, right? No, I was not at that one. Okay. And the, we were, I was at the last one, the one where you were not at the the hall too much. No, 2016. Okay. That, was, that Lock and Load sucked ass, but yeah, we were in the, we were in the painting room most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but um. Yeah, but anyways, it's just it's it's interesting that that like that's you know somebody that that type of experience with like Tom Guan, um, sure, kind of met us that way. Uh, Charlie Foster kind of met us that way, where you know it's like it begins like parasocially, and then actually you end up like hanging you know out you know like hey we should like play Destiny or whatever, and then you know yeah, yeah. yeah. you know becoming pals or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. That's how it is with our, our local group too. It's like you know you, we started by playing War Machine together, and now we're just buddies. So. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for you guys to start having like randos uh, bust your balls about some stupid thing you said that you barely yeah, remember, yeah. and then you guys wind up having to be friends with them, and then boom. I'm excited too. What's yeah, the yeah. outtakes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, with that, I think we're probably that's probably a pretty good place to cut it out. I got to feed this baby. All yeah. Right. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, Nigel. We'll, uh, well, we'll hopefully we'll have you on a lot more often. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I mean, we we talk in our other chats all the time. So yeah, we just put <laughs> yeah. a recorder on. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, fun. So. Well, that. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys when when we record next. Bye. Yep.
Well, shoot. What should we go over today? Should we? Do you want to talk about your warfare weekend, Nigel? And then we can, I don't know. Yeah. Kick off some dojo or something real quick. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool. Oh, dude. Do you have an intro for Nigel, Steve? Do I have an intro for Nigel? No. Yeah. I don't. You All should. Right. Do you guys have intros for like each person? We do. We, I, sh- I yeah, so we shit on everybody. Oh. We reminded James Morehouse of his, his, his megalith was the one that could not roll a nine to save its life. <laughs> yeah. yeah poor guy. And then he was like, yeah, that still stings uh, six years later. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we called, uh, we interviewed Chris, Chris Davies as active player, which they, uh, I'm pretty sure Will Schick was announcing that when he won or whatever. He won the War- uh-huh. Warship Weekend and they didn't know his name. They called him oh. active player. <laughs> 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 God. Well, shit, is anybody got any movies to talk about or anything? Just want to kick it off. Um, I'm always willing to talk about, uh, I guess. uh, I haven't seen Dune yet. You guys have all seen it. I have to see it. Oh, Dune's fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Midnight Mass, maybe? Have you guys seen that? No, no, but I've been looking at it. It's not a movie. What is it? It's a show on Netflix about uh, a little town, a little sleepy town that has some weird stuff going on with the old church. Lay it on me. Oh, it sounds interesting. It's awesome. It's super, super cool. Hmm. Okay. The priest, the priest, their priest basically leaves. He's kind of getting sick. He leaves town, and then they replace him with this new guy. The church sends like a new guy to be the, and the new guy's like young and he's hip and he's kind of like, do change in the town and and then at some point he basically is like able to start performing miracles. And the town's like the town just the town's kind of like vaguely religious, but once the miracles start happening, they're like, "What the fuck?" It's very good though. It's very well written. Did you, I watched a couple of episodes of Godless? Have you seen that at all? Uh oh. It's uh, like an old west uh, kind of show about like uh, Je- not Jeff Bridges. Um, God damn it, Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Wait, is it really? No. No, the guy, uh, fucking Dumb and Dumber. He's in fucking Jeff uh, oh, room. Daniels. Jeff Dang. Daniels is in it. And he's like the leader of a gang or whatever. But like, it's a town like full of women that, you know, there's not very much men in the town. Uh, I, oh. You know, I got a couple well, episodes just, in it, but I, it's been a hot minute. But it was, it was pretty interesting. Party 24-7. And they're all <laughs> constantly <laughs> getting <laughs> stuck under the sink. Yeah, everyone's having yeah. a great time. Yeah, you know, but yeah, it's like one of those, you know, old Western kind of shows. They're all stepmothers. Probably. <laughs> I've seen the documents. I've seen the documentaries. Uh, yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, that just reminded me, I watched a movie called Hostiles. Have you seen that with uh, Christian Bale? It's an old West movie. It's fucking awesome. Oh. So that's also a Western movie, and he's a like a cavalry general or whatever. I could uh, colonel or something. Uh, I don't know military ranks, but he's a uh, you know he was dur- he was a cavalry commander during the uh, Indian Wars, and he's like tracking down all these Native Americans and killing them and stuff. And then his last mission was to escort his arch rival back to his arch rival's uh, sacred homeland, so he could die there. It's like his, his last rites or something. And shit just hits the fan, but it was actually really good. Hmm. Huh. I have heard of that, I think. But. Yeah, you should check it out. It was sweet. All right. Well, fuck it. That was fast. Nothing, nothing, no terrible movies that anybody saw? No. Nope. That's that's good. Wow. Everybody's using the time. Whoa, 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 whoa. I watched the Paw Patrol movie. 
Hell yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Paw Patrol. I thought, yeah. okay. I thought you said son. Paw Patrol. I was like, what? <laughs> what? No. What'd you, what'd, you, what'd you see, Nigel? See something worse? Malignant. What is that? Oh, oh is that that? That's oh, the movie yeah. with the conjoined twins. Nope. And oh, then they God. like are totally awesome. Yeah, that nope. movie is fucking legit. <laughs> yeah. How was your? How was your? How do you like that card game with Benish, where he eventually just played the game for you? Um, I thought that was actually pretty cool. I kind of, you know, it 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 was very difficult to sort of understand, like, uh, what, like yeah, what no, is I, happening. I'm like, I am out of here. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I sort of picked up on it like right towards the end. I'm sure you did. Yeah. 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 And then Classic. I was like, oh, okay. I, well, the big thing is that like early in the game, I, we weren't using all of the characters have like their sort of inherent power and we weren't mm-hmm. really using mine and i didn't understand what the point of it was and then at the end of the game like oh, oh okay i was able to like manufacture a game state that like got punched through like, yeah, oh. yeah it ended up being yeah, super critical but it was interesting so oh, what game is that the flesh uh, and blood flesh and blood the new it's a oh. card game oh yep well that's neat but, it was alright. Oh, though. How? What? What? Uh, what, what about it? About, it's about a lady who has a conjoined twin, and then they remove it, and then they literally throw it in the garbage. They like Jesus. put it through a salad shooter, and then they just like spray <laughs> it all over the back lawn or whatever. And like they, uh, then she gets like, you know, she grows old and gets married and whatever. And then her husband's like a douchebag who like is abusive. And then he uh, he gives her a little bump on the noggin. She gets knocked out, and uh, she wakes up, and her husband's been like slaughtered. He's like murdered all over the place, Oof. and uh, this sort of pattern then starts to continue. And then uh, I'm just gonna go straight into spoilers because it's malignant, and like yeah. anybody who's anybody's gonna be wildly upset about malignant spoilers is uh, like eating, you know, eat, licking paint. But like um, <laughs> they're they're like the conjoined twin. They didn't get all of him when they like scooped him out. And uh, so like a little bit of him lived inside her brain. Oh my God. This I didn't even, I knew I don't think I've ever even got into this in the summary, but like in the movie, you saw like every twist movie, like has like the, he's in the house. (laughs) The calls coming from (laughs) it. That, that one, that, that nonsense. This one was, um, she had like several miscarriages and it was like a big part of like the early drama of like why she was so mopey all the time. And, um, and then they're at the end, they're like, he's been eating the fetuses to grow again. And so, like, <laughs> oh, he, a, a little bit of him, like, receded into her brain and, like, lived, like, a little pea-sized nugget. And then it slowly, like, ate all of her babies and became, like, a full extra person. But it, like, just always lived, like, at the back half of her head. And then when he what? when it got bumped, it, like, woke up and got bumped. Uh, by the abusive husband, and it started to take over and like make her black out. But eventually, but the thing was like you just weren't prepared because you're like, okay, so like it's like this internal thing where it's like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and it's still in there, and it's been eating the babies and like growing. But like you know, that's not like you know, it's like philosophical or existential or like whatever. You know, it's like you, it's not like an actual pair. Oh no, it's like actually like her 
she has a front butt, you know, like she like literally the, the back of her head is another face. So she literally like <laughs> she literally can push her hair like it was a set of curtains at the back and then push them in front of her face. And then there's this ugly, like mutated face that's coming out the back of her head. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and, and, and then but then that that person, you're like, well, that's not, you know, GG. She stills like all of her limbs and stuff are forward facing, you know, like we all have kind of directional yep. joints. But he like works around that by a she's double jointed, and oh. b he like is and it, and then if you can double joint, if you can like make your stuff work in reverse, it actually makes you like the Hulk. Um, so you can like <laughs> bend metal bars and throw cars, and like it was like super strong. Wow. Uh, Perfect. And it it like, but it's just it's the girl, and it's like a girl stunt woman that just has like. The sloth from the Goonies taped to the back of her head, <laughs> and uh, that's like the whole. And she, I don't know. It's 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 wild. It's actually and it's the guy who did Saw, oh. and also the guy who did Aquaman. Uh, ah. And so you're just like not prepared for like what is happening in this movie. It's fantastic. It's like very. It's like I was dumb and watched Saw three, four, and five. Not the first two? Uh, two weekends ago. No, I've seen those a long time ago, but I oh, never okay. saw the other three. And you saw them when? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. you enjoyed enjoyed every minute? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, they are they are, they are are very dumb. I I never liked the Saw franchise, mostly because nope. I, never, I, I, I never saw it because I just thought it was stupid. And, uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. And then I finally, just like the Twilight movies, I finally went out and was like, okay, let's see what the fuss is about. And I was like, man, holy cow. Like people are terrible. Like you know, yeah. this is. Uh, but I, you know, at the end of it, by the time I got like invested, like because it's it's literally just like if you can get yourself addicted to NCIS or any of those like stupid <laughs> procedural enough. shows, yeah, because oh that's like they're, they're borderline like horror procedurals, right, right. With well, just the most... was it the fifth one or fourth one or the two where the guy like you know made the fake. The f- he was like you know the fake survivor. Yeah, yeah. That that one was like, good god, dude, <laughs> that's so fucking dumb, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what? How do you? How can you distinguish them? I mean, I've never seen them, so I guess I don't know. But I did watch. Oh, the, you know. I, I did watch the first two seasons of the Scream TV show. So. Yeah. That, that was the that was the thing. That, that okay? I wouldn't do that either. Well, I did it because I like. Ghostface, my favorite, my favorite killer in Dead by Daylight. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch them. <laughs> I'll watch the TV show. Yeah, Holy right. shit! Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, no. don't do it. <laughs> yeah, just don't. 